What killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me as always is Parker. And we just watched the first four Batman movies, but not the 60s one. So, uh... Forget about that, I guess. But remember it anyway, because we're going to be coming back to it for the latter two movies. Before we get into more of this DC nonsense, which I got, I got a bone to pick with you about making me watch more <laughs> DC movies. Yes, I know it was my suggestion. Forget about it. How dare you put this evil on <laughs> me? Do, do you have... I mean, eventually I was going to. <laughs> do you have any news? Chris, I just wanted to run you back. Now, as you know, Justice League has performed not great, let's say. So I want to take you into a preview of what DC has in store for us, okay? okay. Now, this is the DCEU, which I, I will remind you is not actually their real name for it. That's just a name that showed up in a magazine and they ran with oh, it. Oh, so they're not coming so, up with their own name, are they? So that one Joker movie, <laughs> the other Joker origin movie, is not in this list. But that one with Martin Scorsese, that's definitely happening. Yeah, sure. So, next year we have Aquaman. Yeah. And in 2019, we have Shazam and Wonder Woman 2. And then in 2020, we have Cyborg and Green Lantern Corps, both of which will definitely happen. Oh, don't worry. You'll find out soon. But here's some uh, undated movies, Chris. Movies that have been announced but don't have a release date of any kind whatsoever. Are you ready? Yeah. Batgirl, The Batman, Black Adam, Flashpoint, Gotham City Sirens, Justice League Dark, Nightwing, Suicide Squad 2, Birds of Prey, Deadshot, Deathstroke, Harley Quinn and the Joker, okay, just, Justice League right, 2, I, Lobo, Man of Steel 2. Chris, no. I have a question for you. How many of those movies have filmed anything? Zero. That's in... The answer is Aquaman. Oh, well, oh. That's the only movie that has shot a goddamn thing. You know, I, I mentioned this, I think, on either the last podcast or the one before, that I wanted a Lobo movie just because he was my favorite character in the Superman series I, I i was like half Girl kidding back. uh there's no way that they could possibly make a good logo movie it's impossible another finger on that monkey's paw baby uh, what else do you want that's the thing i i can't think of anything else at least from dc dc kind of sucks outside of batman doesn't it correct now my research led me to there was a certain little plot detail in justice league i mean there are a lot but now, you'll notice they mentioned that one of the mother boxes was found around World War One, and yet there's nary a mention of it in Wonder Woman. Well, Chris, if you watch Wonder Woman again, you realize that there's a post-credit scene, parentheses, pause for comedic effect, but only on the Blu-ray. What? They added it in for the home release. So basically what I'm getting at with these stories is DC's got this locked down. Oh, also Marvel has 20 movies planned. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 
you know, you were, reading, you were reading off that list of movies there that have no filming done whatsoever, and I was like, yeah, okay, he went to some sort of forum, you went to like NeoGAF or something, or, or GameFAQs, you're just like, yeah, would it be cool if they had all these movies? Wouldn't this be a possible list of ideas? It's like, yeah, the studio did it, but then I realized it's DC we're talking about. Not only that, I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> God damn it. Also, seven of those I listed don't even have directors. Enjoy your life. Well, no. What if they get Martin Scorsese? <laughs> what, if, what if they get John Carpenter or fucking anyone? They'll bring back Alfred Hitchcock back from the dead to direct their garbage DC movies. Oh, hell yeah. You want to know who might be doing the Lobo movie? Who? The guy who brought us San Andreas and Rampage. Hey, Chris, you still want that Lobo movie? God. Journey 3 from the earth to the moon so he does all of the rocks movies but then the rock decided to be in a different dc movie and we could have had the rock as lobo but god won't even give you that you know i think that we have to talk about the way that this podcast is run you and i both have roles i'm not the one who should be getting bullied okay i'm not the one who reads (laughs) comics just you know what as the resident anime fan you don't get to bully me about anything (laughs) all right if we move on from news let's talk about what we've seen recently uh I recently uh, took Alex, the, the one we actually like, to go see Coco. Coco is really good, all right? It's the best Pixar movie in years. I think it's a return to form, and if they keep doing movies like this, they're going to be on a pretty decent path. The music's really good. you got to get the soundtrack album. Uh, I, I thought the performances were really good. The message about family was really crystal clear, and the art was just beautiful it's just a gorgeous movie to look at and it's stylized and everything and it, it's fun the whole way through and there's such a tearjerker moment at the end it's a movie i can heartily recommend to everyone when it comes out on blu-ray don't go see it now Chris, i'm sorry what pixar net pixar has to learn the internet is aflame for once everyone agrees with me and alex as well the Patriots are the no, most that's, suffering that's team in all of football. That's not actually what it was. Uh, no, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the Frozen short at the beginning, it's like fucking... How long is this? Uh, let me do some research. Uh, what was your favorite song? No, it was it was played? 120 minutes long, this Frozen short. Oh, nice. I'm pretty sure it was... I'm pretty sure we were like... I was sitting down and it kept on going. I, I kind of looked at her and was like... Did we just get in from one of those like secret sneak previews? It's like, okay, we're not showing Coco, but look in the future, you get to see Frozen 2. And I was like, I think this is Frozen 2. I because it was just going and going and going. There were five songs, five full-length songs, chorus, verse, bridge, everything. It I mean, it kept on going. And one of the things, I know you didn't like Frozen, right? Yeah, I didn't care for it. Yeah. At all. There were things that I liked about Frozen. I thought that the songs were... Well, you're wrong. The songs were one of the weaker points. But I thought the animation was really good. And, again, the message was really well done. I thought it was uh, kind of a shift for Disney in a good way. But, boy, that talking snowman. Holy shit. I cannot stand Olaf. I, I do not understand the appeal. He is... I, I, it was one of the ones where I, I, I kept like chuckling to myself. You were, if you were like sitting next to me, you would have been shrieking at the screen and like punching five-year-olds. You would have had the worst time of your life. I almost went this weekend, <laughs> and then I was warned, like, "Hey, by the way, 
Save your so, money. Uh, Alex has a suggestion to buy a ticket for Coco because it is worth the money, it's worth your time and energy and everything, but go into it late. Now, you said the soundtrack's amazing. How does it compare to the Batman Forever soundtrack? <laughs> uh, I want you to admit it in front of God and uh, everyone. We have to do this before we even talk about the 1989 so, Batman? I... I feel like we have to get all our cards on the table. So I'm, so I'm sitting there watching Batman Forever with Alex, and we were like, oh, let's let's go back and watch it together. We'll both have like takes on. We maybe we could like influence each other, be funnier. And we get to the end credits, so like let's sit through it. And the first the first song that comes up is uh, "Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me" by U2. <laughs> and I was just like, oh no, I'm gonna say it right now, the nerve of that movie to be two hours long, and then the first thing you hear is Bono. <laughs> How dare you? And that was the one that they were trying to push. Uh, anyway, I, I heard it, and I was just like, oh hey, that Weird Al song about dentists. And she looked at me, and she was like, what? And I was just like, what? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, I got to a song by a man named uh, Sayal. How? Mm, I'm cool. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't hurt me more than these movies did. So it, it was the song by Seal. The name of the song I do not remember, but. How do you <laughs> not know Kiss from. Okay, oh yeah, Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. So I'm sitting there listening to it, and she's like, oh yeah, it's that Seal song. I was just like, that Seal song? She's, and she was like screaming in my face, what? And I was just like, I, I, you know, I've never heard this one before. And she's like, it's the Seal song. Text him right now. Text Parker right now. And I was just like, I, I'm not going to, come on. What? And she's like, he needs to hear this. And I was just like, I, you know, what's, I never sat through the credits of Batman Forever. I, I was like, it was okay. a sensation. It is a cultural touchstone, you piece of garbage. I didn't know much about... You don't know the kiss from a rose. You didn't know who new kids on the block were, but you know everything about every fucking rock song from 1967. Alright, so follow-up question. Better U2 movie song. This one or the one for that Tomb Raider movie? <laughs> this one. This is the only <laughs> U2 song I actually kind of like. And I have to admit, it's partially because of the Weird Al Dentist song. <laughs> Am I going to have to overdub this in this podcast? Six degrees of Weird Al, because in Batman and Robin, I was sitting there, I was like, is that fucking Coolio? <laughs> yeah, that was definitely Coolio. Uh, anyway, no, I didn't know. Remember that, that time Coolio was in Daredevil and got cut out? What the? Coolio's been in a DC and a Marvel movie. What have you done with not your the, life? Not the Ben Affleck version. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a whole fucking subplot with Coolio cut out of that movie. Probably for the best. Didn't Just help that movie. Shot this down since you thought you're so funny picking those movies. We'll find a, we'll no, find no, a week in January. No, I'd, look, I already watched that movie in theaters. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, bitch. I, saw Batman and Robin twice in theaters. I think I saw it. I don't even think Do I saw it in theaters. Me. I think I saw it when it came out on TV a little bit later. It scared me. It scared me a little bit when I was a kid. I don't know I why. I had every fucking toy for this movie <laughs> and there were a lot as you could guess by watching it i got those mcdonald's cups you know they were like intricately drawn on the yeah, glass. Just oh like, my god i had one of those i had the riddler one it was so sick my brother and i used to pour apple juice into it and pretend it was like hard alcohol and pretend we were really high class we oh were god, like five and seven at the time so oh my god i want to go on ebay right now <laughs> I want to buy these mugs to drink dew out of it so I can be on brand 24-7. I don't know why there aren't Lego versions of these things. Anyway, we should probably get down to self, here. when we get studio, <laughs> we will drink only out of those mugs on camera. <laughs> okay, so 
I want to drink out of Tommy Lee Jones's stupid purple head. <sighs> so we move on to uh, let's let's talk about this. Originally, wasn't the plan. If you guys recall, at the end of the last episode, I said, "Okay, really going to punish him now. I want to make him watch Batman Forever and Batman and Robin." This is a subject I've been wanting to write about for a little bit, but as we progressed, we realized that there's really no way for us to talk about these movies without first talking about the original Batman movie and Batman Returns. So, first of all, a little bit of back history before we even get into the movies. Batman was invented in 1966. It was originally a TV show. It was never anything before that. It was just Adam West dressing up. I don't understand. <laughs> Am I being trolled IRL? <laughs> yes. I fucking hate when normals take my culture so much. I, I assume this is what the public consciousness was at the time. I think a lot of people didn't read the comic books. So the 1980s roll around and Tim Burton had already directed movies like so Pee-wee's Big Adventure and... I, I guess fine. that's it. And uh, <laughs> That's all you need, to be honest. And he was like, okay, I, I like Batman, so I'm going to make a movie about him. No, he doesn't. What, Tim Burton? Tim Burton readily admits he never read a Batman comic in his life. Oh, I had no idea. I thought he was... Wait, so the studio picked him? I think so. I mean, it explains why Batman murders like 10 people in that movie. It is. That's honestly, I'm shocked because I think that Tim Burton does such a good job with the movie. But anyway, after the incredible 1960s Batman... Did you ever watch that 1960s Batman show? I've seen it in recent years, and like it's funny for what it is, but I have it's, no desire to go. Back. I it's that, one of those that things Cape where, Crusader animated movie is good as hell, though. I mean, it's it's fine for what it is. I don't think I could ever possibly like it, and I keep getting blowback from it. It's like, oh, how could you not like it? It's so campy. I was like, I think that's the reason I don't like it. It's it's just a little. I, I, I don't really know. It's it's just not for me, and I guess I could appreciate it because it, it was really big back then, but not really my thing. So, then Superman, the movie, came out in 1978. There was a sequel, which is alright, and the third and fourth movies really sucked, but that didn't really do much for comic book movies. 1980s rolls around, Tim Burton says, I really like Batman. Uh? Studio says he really likes Batman and is going to make the movie. And the fans of Batman are like, whoa, 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 leave our guy alone. We just had to go through that 1960s show. He's really dark and, like, you know, serious and stuff, and it's like, Batman's kind of a big deal to us. And Tim Burton, to his credit, said, don't worry, guys, I'm going to respect the source material here. I'm going to do a real good job with it, I promise. First thing he does is cast a funny man in the lead role. Goes for Michael Keaton, who was, uh, I guess, a comedian at the time, or at least known for funny roles, such as... Look, <laughs> I'm not going to go back and watch any 1980s Michael Keaton comedy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. But uh, either way, he was he is a genuinely funny guy, and you can kind of tell in the movie. And people are complaining, of course, just like casting uh, Heath Ledger as a Joker in The Dark Knight. Or Jared Leto, which also <clears throat> turned out to be a great decision in hindsight. Boy, I am going to spank you madly. So, Michael Keaton madly. is, is casted Because you're deranged and damaged? God help whoever touches my queen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there was, uh, the studio was like, okay, we need a big name actor for the Joker, so we're really serious about it. And they got Jack Nicholson, who, I mean, I don't know when he's ever had a bad role. So they went along and they made it, and it was a hit. People loved the original Batman. It was, honestly, this is my opinion about it. You could go ahead and disagree if you want. I think it is the most influential comic book movie of all time, and one of the most influential movies of all time, full stop. You're not going to get any argument from me. 
I mean, look at me. Come on. You think I'm going to argue that Batman wasn't important? I look at it like this. You see how many comic book movies are so popular today. They're kind of like the great Greek myths in some way. I wonder what that makes Suicide Squad. I've always said that. Yeah. (laughs) But they they are like the big thing. Does that make us some kind of Greek chorus? Well, I mean, think about the ancient Greek myths in the way those are kind of superheroes for the people. Like Ares and his mustache. My autism is so powerful. <laughs> you underestimate it weekly. Okay, okay. But when I when I think about it, for a while I think people really thought that Spider-Man was the thing that drew them in and made Marvel so big and thus DC got, you know, into it with, you know, Dark Knight and stuff like that. But you are not going to have Spider-Man without that original Batman. I really strongly believe that. And yeah, Batman's influence wasn't felt in a very good way immediately because then he had stuff like steel came out yeah i mean Howard batman's huge but the 90s are a fucking dirge yeah there were some... you want to talk about future episode spawn we can talk about spawn oh I, i'm surprised i haven't written about it yet i'm surprised we haven't talked about it yet wait that must be one of our episodes of the backlog well which dude is... when todd mcfarland's r-rated reboot comes out okay that's still a thing that's happening oh. you're gonna live forever <laughs> Uh, but regardless, I look at a lot of movies that I've seen. Uh, I, I, I look at some of the really funny Marvel movies that have come out. I don't think that these get made without that original Batman. Now, remember that You're I said getting... that. Remember that, that I said that. Uh-huh. Because what's one of the reasons that you think that the original Batman, the 1989 Batman, was so successful? Oh, fucking everything. The music? God damn. The music's I have to really say. good. We shit talked about Danny Elfman a lot last week. That Batman theme, when you hear it in 89 and returns. Oh, mm, yeah. Delicious. I love the setting. I love the way it's kind of like the animated series where it looks like 1950s everything. I love it. Mm-hmm. The sets were I really mean, good. Great performances from everyone. And it, really good CGI. <laughs> a really serious storyline, too. You really believe that Bruce Wayne slash Batman are going through a lot. Like you said, the performances. Jack Nicholson is one of the top three Jokers of all time. Right up there with Heath Ledger and Mark Hamill. I got that out of the way quickly so you couldn't say Jared Leto. Now, I will say this. You'll slip. The seriousness is what turned off some other people. They're like, oh, it's a comic book movie. How, How serious could it be? Think about the way that we treat kids Sometimes we really gotta treat kids in a serious way. It matters to them. Imagine you're, I don't know, five years old, you're sitting down in the theater, and you hear that Batman theme? Oh, what that does to a young boy's heart. I Same, am but telling. also 27 in his apartment at 4 a.m. two nights ago. <laughs> but seriously, that it is it, that is a heroic thing. That feels like... Dun, 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 dun. It, it really, that gets it going. I think it's better than the Superman theme. I really do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite part of the original Batman? Because I've got a couple favorite parts. You know the answer is the Prince scene. Oh. So why are we even asking yes. this question? That is exactly what my favorite scene is. It's like, as soon as he hits that song, and I'm going to put it in there, it's just, oh, man, they're going around, and he's being goofy. Again, Nicholson kills it as the Joker. He really, really kills like, it. He probably didn't want to be in this movie at all, but at least he fucking commits to it. When he's dancing and smiling, I'm all in. One of my favorite things about this is that I've always thought the Joker was so effective in a sense because he was really funny. I like I've never read a comic, but there was one page that I saw <laughs> that I liked. And it was enough to make me say that okay, I need to give these a better shape. 
Uh, he's he's at a which you have not done. <laughs> I well, eventually I don't have time for this sort of stuff. I have to read my literature. He gets in a car and he goes to a McDonald's drive-through or some shit, and he's berating the cashier in the drive-through over something. It's like and all this stuff is going wrong, and I demand to see your manager. And the manager comes and goes to him, and he shoots her in the head and drives away. It's <laughs> it's kind of funny and kind of sick at the same time. By playing both those roles, sorry, by playing both those roles same time it makes us feel bad for laughing at someone kind of like listening to bill cosby stand so i (laughs) i i I really think that the joker has to be at least a little bit funny it's like the one criticism i have of heath ledger is he only made me laugh like once uh it was it was a scene where he meets uh meets at one gang and they're like you really think he'd just get away with this he's like yeah, <laughs> that's kind of funny. But there's usually so much levity in Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whereas Mark Hamill was hysterical as a Joker, but also really threatening and intimidating and scary. Can you imagine if we had had Robin Williams as the Joker in this? I think he'd be really funny, but not really all that intimidating. No, not at all. Now, here's why I bring this up. Jack Nicholson... Actually, I mean, yeah, you know, one hour photo is a goddamn nightmare of a movie. <laughs> Who's to say he couldn't do it? Oh, that's a good point. Jack Nicholson is laughing a lot in this movie, and he seems to be laughing sometimes at himself or at the movie in general. There's one series like, <laughs> it's like he's laughing at the fact he's like, I can't believe I'm doing this kids movie right now. I am so happy I'm getting paid thirty million dollars a second for this. Didn't he get residuals for the sequel and the third one too? Oh, I believe he did. Yeah, he is a fucking genius. <laughs> He, he's a guy who can, I think he can get away with pretty much anything that he wants. Uh, knock on wood, what's been going on? Let's just, uh, uh, let's just, uh... Yeah, you know what, you say that, if you know there's what, anyone not... who's basically bulletproof, it might be Jack Nicholson. Did you know that he's, like, hardcore anti-abortion? No one mentions <laughs> it. No one says a word, because he's Jack Nicholson. I'm... Man. There's a lot of skeletons in that closet. I don't know if I want them to come out. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, don't have to I can't. Tar- I can't lose Batman and The Shining. I'm. I can't. Oh, I'm not strong enough. That, that's. I mean, he's just such a good performer. I could probably look the other way. That makes that's me sound terrible. But any- I mean, we do watch football. It comes with the territory. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, th- I mean, there's a scene towards the end, like towards the climax, where he puts on a set of fake glasses and says, "You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you?" <laughs> and now that that's goofy, right? That's that's kind of silly and stuff, but. It is something that you think the Joker would do. And I think it contrasts well with Batman's serious nature and serious demeanor. This is a point we will be bringing up later on. Now, if there's one thing I didn't like about the movie, and it is a very, very small, minor thing, uh, that my dad immediately had defended, it's that newspaper reporter at the beginning. Uh, who was that guy? He was like, oh, Wait, what's, what's this other, was it Jim Gordon? Who could you be? Or whatever. He's just doing the goofiest 1950s reporter voice I've ever heard. I'm just like, okay, I know it's a comic book movie, but lay off a bit. Some cheese with his ham, perhaps? <laughs> Look, that's a fucking masterpiece. And hot take, so is Batman Returns. Now, Batman Returns, I also liked... But I think the critics, or maybe the audiences or something, what what problem did they have with this movie? Chris, imagine you're taking your child to see a Batman movie, and that's the movie they get. (laughs) I was watching it with a lady friend of mine, 
whom? And she has vivid memories of being absolutely horrified of the scene where he bites that dude's nose off. Like, she wouldn't look at the TV when it happened last night. Oh. She's so fucking... That scene traumatized her as a child. And yeah, this movie is fucking grotesque. I love it. I'm I'm sorry about that. I have to admit, Danny DeVito as a penguin is kind of disgusting to look at. But I think the one that really must have got audiences is how dark the movie was. Mike Nelson actually hated the first Batman because it was so dark. And he said it was that it was literally dark. Like, the whole movie is in black, basically. This one is even darker, but in terms of tone... That scene where, uh, what, what's the name of Catwoman again? Oh, right fuck. on the tip of my tongue. Catwoman returns to her apartment and she is just... Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I'm Michelle sorry. Pfeiffer uh, returns to her apartment and is just completely disheveled and stuff. And you can see her mind is just starting to go. And you start to think, oh, geez, this is a really serious movie. This is like a psychological character study. And... I remember, like, I was watching it, it's just like, but it's okay, because in the cartoon, she and Batman are, like, friends, and maybe they'll even kiss or something. And towards the end, she she just gets more and more deranged, and I was like, God, this is, like, kind of hard to watch. But I thought it was done in a really good way. It's It makes you feel really bad for her. We got an incredible Citizen Kane-esque room trashing. Yeah. That you don't get enough of movies anymore, just one shot holding that camera still. And she goes fucking crazy. That's what you want in a movie. Man, that scene where she's, like, looking in the window with, like, the the, the cat drawn on the window and everything in cartoon form, <laughs> where she's, like, looking left and right, that's such a good shot. I mean... There are so many great shots in those first two movies. I mean, these are... This is when Tim Burton was a really damn good director. It's like they were made by, like, a filmmaker who had a vision yeah, and a style. Yeah, like a guy who would go on to make, like, Ed Wood. Man, that first half of his career is pretty great. Yeah, it really was. Also... Didn't remember that Paul Rubens is the Penguin's dad. Oh, that shit. That tripped me up. Oh. oh, my God. Pee Wee straight murked that baby. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like there's a little bit of goofiness in the movie, but I think it's a little bit more subtle in this one. And I don't know that it's Batman goofiness. It's more like Tim Burton goofiness. Uh, the scene with the wind-up exploding penguins towards the end. Uh, that's. I mean, that right remember there the is Tim Burton as far as I'm concerned. Where Batman just straps dynamite to a guy's chest and just sends him to hell. Yeah, uh, that that wasn't in the comics, was it? No, Batman does not blow up henchmen and send them to a misty red hell. Uh, well, good news, that happens in the next movie, too. Hell yeah, bitch. <laughs> uh, but the other one I gotta talk about, this is, I know my sister doesn't listen to this, but I gotta say it just for my sister. Christopher Walken in Batman Returns. Oh Holy God, yes. dog shit, what a fun performance. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen this since I was a really, really, really young kid. Did not remember Christopher Walken was the main character in this he movie. He plays Max Shrek, from, which is a reference to a horror movie called... Shrek. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> if you don't put in All-Star right there, just quit the show. <laughs> Somebody... <laughs> Or I'm going to do that. No, that was a reference to Nosferatu. 1922, it's a German movie. It's about a vampire and you're not listening to me. All right. Speaking of vampires, uh, Joel Schumacher made a movie about vampires and he went on to make two other movies. One last note here about uh, Christopher Walken. (laughs) Uh, So Christopher Walken in this movie is just like, 
being full Christopher Walken. At one point, someone gets hurt, and he says, like, are you injured? And it's my sister and I just use that all the time. If one of us, like, hurts ourselves, we'll just look at each other, are you injured? And just in the same way he says it. At one point, he says, yawn, and walks away like that. <laughs> There are, I have three takeaways from this movie. Yeah. First of all, it owns that a main character is Christopher Walken's giant fail son. <laughs> Second of all, as someone who watches a lot of Always Sunny, there is a lot of Frank Reynolds in that performance. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and most importantly, boy, the whole, wow, who would elect this grotesque monster to be any sort of power? <laughs> Not as funny anymore. Turns out, turns out the world is literally a comic book nightmare. See, the thing for me is that Michael Keaton is still very good in this, but I think he has a little bit for less the to work three with. scenes he's in it, there is no Batman in this movie whatsoever. Oh, that reminds, That's fine. that reminds me of one more thing. I thought the movie did this extremely well in a very, very subtle way. Something that... Animatronic penguins. No, it's some close, but uh, they're at that big ballroom dance scene that Max Shrek is throwing, and everyone is wearing a mask. Except... And he's like, get out of my swamp! Except for know, Selena Kyle... <laughs> and bruce wayne they're not wearing masks that in effect is their mask we get to the point where they realize that selena kyle and bruce wayne those are their alter egos inside they really are batman and catwoman i thought that and that you know was me. really good you know that's my so the next batman movie opens with a reference to drive through <laughs> uh sorry maybe Jeez. we should give a better setup than that so. jesus fucking web <laughs> so batman forever. batman was a big ass hit like i said batman returns hey also brought in a lot of money but the critics and parents were a little bit concerned it was kind of dark it was kind of you know kind of disturbing kinda for the kiddies. not a kid's movie in any way and you know what they want batman to do sell a gorillion toys that is exactly what they wanted to do it's one of the reasons that star wars was so successful in terms of uh financial stuff is because the Don't merchandising rights that's how george lucas really got rich is because he had himself be like you know in charge of all the merchandising for star wars turns out it really worked out in his favor kids really wanted the toys same thing goes for batman kids want the toys so they decided they'd go with joel schumacher who was not a bad director. He also did St. Elmo's Fire, Lost Boys, um, probably something else, I don't know. And Stay tuned to our Flatliners episode. Oh yeah, how, how could we forget? And I miss you, Kiefer. <laughs> Be in more movies. Kiefer Sutherland. Anyway. How dare yeah. you. <laughs> he was great in 24, which, that show's psychotic. Um, yeah. Boy, you want to talk about shows? Also, it does not hold up very well. 24. Eh, just go murder those brown people. Do whatever you want. It's all good. <laughs> This probably won't age poorly. My family loved that show. <laughs> well, from what I've learned about your family, yeah, I bet. Shut up, you're from Texas. Anyway. I mean, I didn't say mine didn't. Alright, back to Batman for a split second here. The thing about Batman Returns is that they were kind of looking towards the future and saying that even though it was successful, they kind of wanted to go in a different, more kid-friendly route. I can understand it from a financial perspective, but from an artistic perspective, might not have been the best call. Parker. I think it's not a problem with DC films anymore. What is the first about thing? Just like taking our artist's integrity and going, now nah, you're going to trim that down to two hours. <laughs> Parker, what is the first thing that you think about? What do you think of Batman Returns? Returns or forever? Oh, forever. Sorry. It's got to be Jim Carrey. There was... I guarantee you, not only myself, but either of my parents can quote both Ace Ventura's word for word. 
This was a fucking Jim Carrey household. And Jim Carrey's gonna be in my Batman movie? Holy piss. Mom! <laughs> take me! Now... And take me, they did. I'm sorry that it worked out for you so poorly, but... Hey, look. I was... What year was Batman Forever? 1995. Bruh, five years old, Jim Carrey just hee-hawing around the whole goddamn movie? I was in stitches. <laughs> I bet. You know, then he said, Joy so here's him. the reason that I want to write about this. And I might still do it just because I know that there are some people who only read me and they don't listen to me. <sighs> Thanks, dad. It's, <laughs> hey, <laughs> take what you can get, buddy. Right. It's the, uh, get while the getting's good. Yeah. It's the controversy between Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. Now this is well-established <laughs> Hollywood lore and it's something that infuriates me. Oh, it's the so, Tommy Lee Jones is fresh off an Oscar win for his performance in The Fugitive. Not a bad performance at all. Uh, it's one. Of the, it's it's probably my favorite Tommy Lee Jones performance. I think it's even better than his stuff in Men in Black or No Country for Old Men. He's a talented man. He's a talented actor. Or Man of the House, where he has to watch over. Okay, his just enough. Hell yeah. uh, so Jim Carrey is episodes. Jim Carrey is fresh off no Oscar wins. But he was in like liar. Undeservedly, he so. was in liar, liar, and strong. Ace Ventura, and very strong. Some other comedies, and he was he was also in that TV By show. By the way, in Living Color, I'm gonna take this stand right now, Jim Carrey wise. The Cable Guy is so fucking good. It is. That's a really good movie. Everyone hated that movie when it came it, out. That movie is good as that's, hell. That's a really good movie, you know, because you don't want some guy like that coming by. Anyway. Uh, so, going down. so Jim Carrey is like, okay, I kind of want to go maybe the Robin Williams route and be like an actual actor who's still pretty funny. So first thing he gets on the set, you know, he's carrying out the shoulder pads and helmets for the veterans. He goes out to Tommy Lee Jones. And he's just like, <laughs> hey, <How dare you? laughs> he's like, hey, uh, can you teach me how to be an actual actor and everything? And as I know this story, Tommy Lee <laughs> Jones totally rebuffed him it was just like you're not an actual actor i am an actual trained actor you're just being goofy on screen i'm trying to give a serious performance bitch and jim carrey's just like oh jeez, uh, sorry we kind of have to have a lot of scenes in the movie together and tommy just was like look don't bother me all right I i'm on set i'm trying to work here and jim carrey's like jeez I, I don't think i'm gonna be talking to this guy for a while and then see now that's bad enough but I'm so ready. I mean, like, oh, what if? God. I'm so ready to hear. But what it. if you're like Daniel Day Lewis or Marlon Brando or James Dean, and you're you know you go on method, and it's about giving a serious performance, you know, and it's justify the means, right? For Tommy Lee Jones to give that kind of fucking performance in this movie, he ought to be ashamed of himself. There's no reason for him to talk down to anyone like that and then give a performance like that. Fuck you, Tommy Lee Jones. Chris, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. That is the greatest line anyone could ever say to another human being. <laughs> Who the fuck says it? Like, that's the most Tommy Lee Jones-ass thing I've ever heard. It's, I might be paraphrasing, it's, I just remember that he was a complete dickhead. And, and there's a whole probably of... really helped sour him. What? Do you want to guess how much Jim Carrey made to do what he did in this movie? How much? 20 million smackaroos. Holy shit. I'd be shit. pretty fucking pissed off, too. No, you know, I, I... I just want an Oscar, and this goddamn idiot's gonna dye his hair orange and jump around. But what if, like, Jimmy Garoblo went up to Brady and asked for advice, and Brady God said that... God fucking damn it. <laughs> uh, stop the recording. This has to stop. 
It's never gonna stop. <laughs> We're in the oh, business of misery right here. <laughs> Let's take it from the top. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's I. That's what I've been trying to write about, and I know I got that out in about twenty minutes or something like that. But it just bugs me to hell. And watching this movie again, watch this movie again, and you look at Tommy Lee Jones and say, "Yep, that's him, son. The man who won an Oscar." That, that that was a performance that came after he just won an Oscar. It's like, I don't care who wrote that silly performance. I don't care that Joel Schumacher was off straight and saying, more, more, go bigger, 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 come on, go home. We're trying to sell toys now. Like, come on. That is so over the top, stupid and ridiculous. He never says anything funny, never does anything funny, never does anything threatening or intimidating or anything. And this fucking facial expressions. Holy shit. Has he ever looked worse? Like, he's old like, now. He's like, even if you wanted to do something intimidating or anything, it's hard when the person playing off of you is this goddamn human cartoon who just won't stop yeah. screaming and skating and beat bopping all around the goddamn frame. Yeah, but, you know, he's he doesn't come in until later. He's in that opening scene with that guy in the... Oh. Uh, all right, that guy in the acid. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta talk about it. Ladies and gentlemen, this character does not have a name oh as far as i know but uh we will always know him as that boiling acid guy so there is some sort of victim uh who's i guess thrown into a vat of boiling acid or some shit oh no <laughs> it's boiling acid that's my hearing aid don't let go lightsaber my, sh my shoes are melting <laughs> Catch me, Batman! <laughs> yes! As soon as I saw that, that's where I realized. I was like, I kind of feel like they're making fun of Batman. I'm completely <laughs> serious about that. I think they are kind of making fun of how serious everyone took the first two movies. And This may not be on the up and up after all. Well, I mean, to be fair, the signs were there earlier. Because the movie starts off with... Batman, close-up of bat nipples and the bat ass and the bat cod piece and then okay finally we get enough of val kilmer's ass and we disagree yeah we <laughs> and we see the the batmobile rising up and everything we're like oh that car still looks cool i'm seven years old again that he's gonna jump sick, in he's like dude. will you be eating before you go out sir i'll get drive through like really compare really? that to the 89 one opening with that incredible elfman song but by the way, do not hate the Batman theme for these two movies. I mean, I guess they're it's, good enough. I, I don't think they quite match the original. but I mean, they're not nearly as good, but I recognize them, which is more than I can say for any Marvel movie. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, what is the Guardians of the Galaxy theme? <laughs> yeah, some 70s funk song that my dad probably has on CD somewhere. Yeah, your dad, totally. <laughs> uh, but uh, regardless... I look at this and I think immediately back to the first two movies, Batman himself was a mostly serious character. I think Bruce Wayne had a couple of funny jokes every once in a while that I kind of liked, but mostly a serious character. Here, he's kind of reduced to being a joke again. Val like, when he meets Nicole Kidman as a psychologist... Oh my god. Please... What is she doing with her accent? That was one of the first things that Alex noticed when she watched it. Is she was like, "Oh, she cannot hide her Australian accent." Uh, there is so much overdubbing in this movie, and it sounds like every single one of her lines was redone in post. Yeah, and it wasn't even done well. Is ah, boy, she was awful. 
just awful the whole way through. And it wasn't just her, like, the acting and everything, although, hey, not exactly a winner for performance here. Uh, what what is this character? Why why is this character in here? Did Batman really need an attractive blonde in every movie? Because I think that's what they're trying to do, and I think that's well, really I mean, dumb. I'm almost I have zero knowledge of this whatsoever. She's not a comic book character. She's made for this movie. Uh-huh. I believe 100 percent is like this. Robin thing's pretty gay, huh? He just kind of brings in this 20 year old dude to come live with them. But what if he also wants to fuck this hot chick? <laughs> then no one will say he's queer or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I kind of to break it to you. Batman's hella gay, and it's fine. It's fine. Comics are gay as fuck, and that's okay. Well, it's a good thing my dad doesn't listen to this. Uh, so we got to <laughs> watch what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so we got to talk about Val Kilmer. Uh, which I've been waiting to say those words on this podcast. <laughs> Do you think your dad supported them gunning down the trapeze artists because they didn't stand for that? <laughs> Val Kilmer. As uh, now, I should have had we. I, I should have had us prepare for this sort of thing, but it, I think we'll be all right without this, uh, without any preparation for it. If you were to rank your favorite people to play Batman, how would you rank them? I mean. Hmm. All iterations too. Um, I mean, All Kevin iterations Conroy's that you're familiar with. Kevin Conroy is number one because you know. Same with me. Uh, Keaton. Same with me. I'd say Affleck and Kilmer are like pretty close to each other, and then Clooney, and then I don't really count Adam West. I didn't watch enough of it to really have an opinion. I've only seen him in parodies and shit, so you know. Okay, so, Val Kilmer's like the suck line for Batman. Okay, so my number three would be Christian Bale. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Huh? He's just so fucking forgettable. I, I think the controversy here is that people didn't like him as Batman, but they loved him as Bruce Wayne, which is that's totally fair. understandable. You look at uh, Christian Bale, you're like, that's definitely Bruce Wayne. You look at him as Batman, and you're like, I thought, you're trying a little too hard. I thought you'd have him higher since he was in your favorite movie. Uh, Pocahontas? That you saw three times in theaters. Shut the fuck up. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's it never gets old. Because I never do anything embarrassing or watch garbage. Of course not. So, which was the most emotional episode of that anime for you? How dare you? I've already forgotten what the anime is, if that makes you feel any better. Don't worry. I own it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that Val Kilmer is right up there with uh, Ben Affleck. Which, that's that's no small praise. Ben Affleck mm-hmm. is a good Batman. But if we were to rank them by who is the best Bruce Wayne, I would say that Keaton is the best Bruce Wayne. Bale's a close second Bruce Wayne. Conroy is a, a very close third Bruce Wayne. Uh, I guess... Who the fuck else is there? Clooney is also a Bruce Wayne. At Ben Affleck plays Bruce Wayne at one point. And at the very bottom, a lot of prep went into this. Val Kilmer is not Bruce Wayne. As soon as he shows up with those stupid-looking glasses, oh no! Oh, oh hell yeah, no, bitch! No, no. He wore so many turtlenecks in this movie, and it owns. Oh, I, he is the first guy that you see him on the basketball court. You just know you are going to slam into him as much as possible. I am taking all of his lunch money. Oh, exactly, and just mumbling his way through the movie. He was again. He was fine as Batman. Just does a perfectly good enough job and honestly it was was pretty damn good there are not a whole lot of bad batman i would put george clooney there but 
Really? They they got Kilmer as Bruce Wayne? No, no, no. He's got to keep the mask on throughout the movie as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Had something just come out like a year or two before? Like, why? It seems like a weird choice. Well, he was... Like, why Val Kilmer? uh, Actually, he was in Heat the same year. Okay, well, that might have something to do with it. By the way, we are all Val Kilmer fans. This is a Val Kilmer-friendly podcast. Yeah, except for Willow. That movie sucked. Anyway. Please go see MacGruber. It's so good. <laughs> you know, I hear I was thinking that the island of Dr. Moreau ruined his career. And it did. <laughs> oh, man. You should see all the direct-to-DVD movies he's doing with 50 Cent now. <laughs> fuck your whole life up. Man, there's a point where Val Kilmer was kind of on top of the world, or at least getting close to it. I mean, if... Let's watch Top Gun. Well, let's just not even do an episode. Let's just watch it together. Yeah, it'll be our thing. Anyway, yes. Uh, I haven't talked. Yeah, I guess much. Tombstone's a pretty good movie too. Yeah, huh? well, I should probably shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that did come out two years prior. Anyway, I haven't talked much about and Jim. Of course, Carrey. the Prince of Egypt is most honestly. When you think about Jim Carrey, you think about the goofy shit he does. He does a lot of goofy shit in this movie, but he looks like he's a part of the movie. And in fact, I think he gives a far more serious and grounded performance than Tommy Lee Jones does. At one oh boy, no, really? At what point is Tommy our first disagreement? No, no, no. Jeez. At what point does Tommy Lee Jones ever look serious or like ever actually look like a human being? Yeah, that's my problem because. Out of all the Batman villains, would you agree Two-Face does not easily have one of the most interesting backstories? Well, that's again, that's the thing. It's like, you, he should have a serious grounded performance, and I don't think that Jim Carrey's serious grounded performance at the very beginning, where he's like, I have this new mind thing, or whatever, he looks at least like he could be a human being, barely, but it's a hell of a lot better than whatever Tommy Lee Jones is doing. Look, it's not outright stated, but he definitely wants to fuck Bruce oh, Wayne, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, that's yeah. like didn't get to that as a five-year-old kid, but now it is obvious oh, he yeah. wants to fuck Bruce so bad. And by the way, Samesies, who's turning down 1995 Val Kilmer? Not this guy. I mean, I, I, Not I, this I prefer to fuck this Batman, but you know, take off the glasses I mean, first. Yeah. Maybe I could do it. But my Dark Knight's Rising, Daddy. Yeah, but I have to. Oh, that movie was so. But good. as I was saying, Two Face, one of the best backstories in Batman. A 30-second scene on of them watching on the news. Jim Carrey, 45 fucking minutes of him picking out his costume and name. Oh, God, that whole you sequence. You can keep it. He called himself Question Mark Man. Yeah, it's funny. It's fucking... Hey, Jim, just riff, dude. Just, you know what, go off script, man. We're just going to get, like, 18 takes. Then we're going to use all of them, because why edit them? Remember... Who needs one joke? We can have 12 punchlines. Remember when they did that in, like, Aladdin with Robin Williams as a genie, and they were just like, yeah, when he just goes off script, he does all these funny things. Look, Ace Ventura can't do that, all right? He, he... Robin Williams wanted to be the Riddler, too. <laughs> I feel so bad for Robin Williams, by the way. It would just be the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. He would Mrs. Doubtfire this movie up so hard. Oh, yeah, of course. I just... If you're listening at home, never go back and watch Mrs. Doubtfire. I haven't actually just... ever seen it. I feel like maybe I should. It's just, if you watch it as a kid and you enjoyed it, you just hold on to those memories, and you know what? You can just cherish that happiness. Don't Just don't go back. You don't need that. Oh. It was around 20 minutes in I wrote the note. Was Ace Ventura always bad? Because <laughs> it's started questioning like my whole childhood look at least we still have eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and the truman show and the number 23 oh also oh, yeah, joel bitch. schumacher <laughs> wait really yeah oh man. No, no bullshit on that make a note of this here so 
end result here is I, we haven't even talked about the storyline here, but it's not like I'm sorry, guys. Make... If you're looking for a, a scene by scene analysis of this movie, uh, this movie isn't really worth it. It's I mean, it's it's, it's such like a, it's this is a kid movie. I mean, I mean, what do you want from me? It's like uh, the spoilers: Batman and Robin win in the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, Robin's in this. Uh, Chris O'Donnell. Oh boy, he's got the one earring. You see a lot of shots of his ass. Man, remember back in the 90s where it was like, oh yeah, dudes can have the earring, but only on the one ear, not the gay ear. Man, the 90s were sucked. Now, if you were to ask me who Robin is, I would say, I don't read comic books. Ask my good friend Parker. Parker, who is Robin? (laughs) Oh, cool, you didn't shove me in a locker this time. We see, Chris, there have been a multitude of Robins. And uh, none of of them were 35 years old. He's Dick Grayson, who grows up to be Nightwing, who you'll be getting a movie about in your near future. I'm not going to have a near future at this rate. And Oh, child, you will never die. But how does he get involved with uh, a very handsome, strong, uh, guiding, wise man like Bruce Wayne? Well, the Flying Graysons are in the circus oh you brought up the, the circus. circus let me talk about pat hingle so God, <laughs> fucking damn so it. nicole i was just hoping that i would be the one to get to talk about him so uh batman takes nicole kidman who plays a psychologist of some, who cares to a circus chase meridian <laughs> fuck you oh i'm parker i'm your malaysian dream warden i'll stop you from having nightmares about bats <laughs> So they go. God with, damn! That just reminded they me. They go with the police. Just one thing. What? One thing. Okay. The fucking scene where he's in her office yeah. and he looks at the Rorschach thing. And she's like, "Oh, she's a Rorschach blot." I guess you have a problem with bats. In what world is that not a fucking bat? <laughs> exactly. Are yeah. You that's. Kidding me? I think Alex was, was just like, "It's whatever you want it to be," and she's like, "So what's a bat? <laughs> it's a goddamn bat." You. Mm. Anyway, uh, oh, I guess you're the one with problems with bats. Good, good accent. Yeah. <laughs> so they decide to uh, absolutely fascinating. They decide to go on a double date with a police commissioner. Who Pat Hingle's <laughs> getting kind of old and fat in these movies. And what is uh, he sitting next to? And that's a good question. He really likes <laughs> the circus because I have to admit, while the Fly Graysons are trying to be assassinated by Two Face, Pat Hingle is having the time of his life next to him. He's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I like to buy the peanuts, and they even let you in some of the old circuses. You can like throw them to the elephant. Then when I take one, they trunk and I eat them over there. Oh, look out, boy! They got a bat bomb up there, and, you know. And but Bruce, look, the bear's riding a tricycle. Now at this point, the one of the janitors is just mopping up all the elephant blood because like there's still stuff going on if you keep looking at pat hingle he hasn't heard joel schumacher's shadow directions to stop smiling and having a good time <laughs> pat hingle he is a mouth the entire movie <laughs> it's just like oh this batman we're gonna get the bash thing go up here oh boy that face it's like so like there's it's he's in the background of like a dialogue scene so you just see his face and the direction was all right, pretend it's Christmas morning and you're looking at all the presents under your tree. <laughs> just, oh, wow! Oh, gosh, Batman! Oh, Christmas came early. And so he is ridiculous throughout the entire movie, but I think everyone is pretty much ridiculous, except for, weirdly enough, Alfred, uh, Val Kilmer, and Chris O'Donnell. Uh, except for the scene where Chris O'Donnell does his laundry. <laughs> oh, We'll get to the karate line. Yeah, uh, we will. But I one scene in particular comes up. I obviously Jim Carrey is fucking bananas and Tommy Lee Jones is ludicrous. And Nicole Kidman 
very early on meets Batman and is immediately attracted to him, which is perhaps the most rushed scene in history. Anyway, later on, she goes to a rooftop and I guess shines she his light to attract him down. It breaks sh- into the police station to signal that she's thirsty. Yeah, and she's wearing just a nightgown up on a rooftop. She's got to be cold. And who should arrive in that scene? Uh, well, first of all, she is showing off her ample cleavage and he's just... I have to tell you, Batman is just not into it. He's just like, yeah, uh, whatever. And uh, Batman is Valsell. This confirms. And it. who should come out in his fucking 1930s pajamas? Might as well have like a candle holder on one finger. That's what I thought of. <laughs> Some fucking all through the house and... on a creature with staring head ass looking motherfucker. <laughs> Bat Hingle comes out there. It is bunny slippers. It's just like, now what's going on on the rooftop? I saw a bat thing. There ain't no crowd and shit. Oh, hey, it's just Nicole Kimmy. How you doing, honey? And He looks like he'd be fucking Elmer Fudd if he went to sleep in a fucking <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> oh, Batman, what are we doing at this time of night? And even he has oh, a, like, a bathrobe on, uh, on top of these blue striped pajamas. <laughs> this fucking stocking cap. Good movie. <laughs> this movie owns... So whenever Pat Hingle's on screen, I'm having a good time. And I just know that he's having a good time. The movie's two hours long. Yeah, he's... Imagine my fucking surprise. Yeah. Uh, the movie is very long. Um, but overall, I, I really can't say that I like this movie. And... Because it's bad. Yeah, and most people... I think most of the critics didn't like it either. I, first, I'll give you my take, and then I'll give you what the critics said, and possibly an explanation for it. I just think that the movie is really uneven. I think that they tried to do a bit of seriousness with Val Kilmer... Like, like the whole adopting Dick Grayson sort of thing. And I don't think it worked. I think that it was offset by, like... Because whenever you get, like, a mildly serious scene, like, look, if you brought a boy like this into your home, he becomes your responsibility. Even if he's going to rebel in some sort of way, it's your job to provide a stable home. The guy just lost his parents. It's kind of a big deal. And then you got Jim Carrey bouncing into frame with his weird-ass outfit. Remember his white skin-tight jumpsuit at the end? Boy, he has like four different costumes. He looked like a Final Fantasy character. <laughs> the scene where he destroys the Batcave made me like physically want to stop watching this movie and do anything else with my life. Because uh, it was about three in the morning when that scene happened for me. I was about ready to stop. It was bonkers from beginning to end. And whenever Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey shared a scene, again, it just shows Tommy Lee Jones was going so much more over the top than Jim Carrey was. It was, it was like a little it was like a little baby it's just like oh everyone's gonna be focusing on him and not on me with my academy award so it was just oh, oh I gotta go oh, uh, 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 I want the Batman fuck him fuck By the way, him if you wanted to go scene by scene I took so many notes is there is there anything that like stands how? out to you because like I can barely even remember the well, plot it's already I gone just found after Jim Carrey sends Ed Begley Jr. to hell by throwing him out the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking Pat Hingle looks and goes, Yep, definitely suicide. And fucking walks off. Oh, man. Wasn't that weird, though? It's like, because let's talk about the suicide note. <laughs> it said nothing Guys, but. Let's rap about killing yourself. Yeah, it... Now, oh, how sucks. late in the movie did you want to do it? <laughs> it was about as soon as he said drive through. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I can make it through the badasses and everything, but no. Uh, man, when when I see the suicide note, it says, 
uh, goodbye, cruel world in big letters like that, and that's it. And I'm like, as soon as Pat Hill said, yep, definitely a sure shot, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's being sarcastic. They're really going to pass you. And, and Bat was like, that couldn't really be a suicide, could it? And I'm like, what? Are you doing this? <laughs> the world's greatest detective solving riddles that a child could answer. Hey, Parker, let's, let's talk about a similarly beloved movie, The Wizard of Oz from 1939. Uh, for me, the absolute worst part of that movie is when they get to Oz and they read the side that says, uh, what is it? Uh, bell broken, please knock or something like that. They point at every word as they read it. And I'm like, okay, I get it. It's a kid's movie. Kids aren't dumb. Okay. Kids can read. Meanwhile, in this movie, he gets a riddle that says, on my face are 12 numbers. You're not going to find the number 13. What am I? Obviously it's a clock. And he says, what else could it be? Yeah. And immediately he says, it's a clock. I'm like, you don't have to fucking <laughs> There's no mystery. Spell it just reason. There's 12 faces. You won't find a 13th. It's a clock. What does that mean, Alfred? I like the... By the way, the Chris O'Donnell calling him Al? Fuck off. Oh, yeah. You don't get to do that. You can keep it. Yeah. Uh, but I also have to admit that when... Oh, yeah. Chris O'Donnell tries to... What is he? Pretend to be Batman at one point? So he goes... <laughs> he goes down to that gang of weird-looking guys, and he... He's tie-dye people that, like... Upon watching this now, I'm like... Were they about to rape that woman? Because uh, there's uh, a bunch of dudes in glow-in-the-dark paint following this woman under a bridge. No, I, oh, Parker, I, I must admit I have qualms about your terminology here. I wouldn't use that word. She's not a woman. She's a girl. Uh, oh, really? Because me. here's what I what really gets to me is Chris O'Donnell saves her, and she kisses him. He's like, I could get used to that. As soon as she goes upstairs, he's like, yeah, nice. She's like 12. Uh, <laughs> she really looks very young. Look, man, he's a cardi. Well, it's also Hollywood. Don't ask, don't tell when you get under the big tent. You feel me? There you go. Uh, Now I'm just thinking about ants. Not ants. uh, (laughs) Bugs Life. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Uh, I'm exposed. Uh, You're forgetting the important scene where he stands up and goes, Harvey, I'm Batman. (laughs) Two seats away from Pat Hingle. He's too busy laughing and clapping at the trapeze (laughs) artist to notice. Oh, yeah. He was, like, (laughs) laughing and screaming in in there. And... (laughs) The sad clowns mourning in the flying Graysons after they get shot down. Oh, there's not just that. Oh my god. Oh, like so fuck. the 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 circus's MC, he was going full comic book. He's just like, ladies and gentlemen, the flying Graysons. And the youngest one, Dickard, will be performing the next feat without the safety of a net. And then he gets like kidnapped by uh, Two Faces Goons off screen. And I I just can't think of my voice. Oh, Bollocks! What chicanery has befallen me? I'm about to get buggered by some of these armed thugs! <laughs> it's funny because him explaining that when he saved his brother and he yells, I flew in like a robin, it's still somehow better than the Dark Knight Rises reveal of Robin. Hey! Hey, Chris, why did she tell him your real name was Robin? Cool. Shut up. Anyway, the... Way to build us for three movies, you fucking idiot! Well, what was that? Uh, what was that? Uh, that blonde reporter's name in this one, who's just going completely oh, over the top. She is, boy, she is going for yeah. it, and I applaud her. Yeah, she was just going. I think she, what she did is she saw, she saw Val Kilmer. She's like, okay, he's kind of ridiculous, and then she saw Nicole Kidman and Tommy Lee Jones, and uh, 
and uh, Jim Carrey's just like, okay, maybe like somewhere in between that is what I'll go for. Oh, gosh, I thought this was a real movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, let me try again. Bruce! <laughs> Bruce, you simply must tell us when you're going to get married or something. I don't even fucking know. All right? She sounds like the mom in Sleepaway Camp joke for four people. Oh, uh, one of these days I'll actually watch that movie. Anyway, <laughs> I heard the twist is good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what's the twist Let's ending see. in this movie? Oh, wait. Uh, the twist is that Alfred's eyebrows grow so rapidly. So, which movie eyebrows to movie? are more impressive, Alfred's eyebrows in this movie or Morgan Freeman's eyebrows in Dreamcatcher? <laughs> oh fuck me, Freddy! I don't know how I can pick. Yeah, uh, you wonder if they just like sit in a room and like pop Viagra and talk about their eyebrows. Which scene is more unwatchable? Them talking about taking Viagra and their hard dicks, or the entire scene in Two Face's house? Oh god, is that the one? Why does he have two meals? He doesn't have two fucking stomachs. He just had acid thrown on his face. Yeah, okay, that really bugs me because you got Drew Barrymore, who what is she prepares doing in this the better meal. First of all, and she's like, "Look, roast dog," and I was just like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> Charred dog with a burnt cigar, you fucking homo. Eat it. Okay, and well, I was just like, "I guess that's the bad boy." I side. kept thinking to myself, it was just like, I guess this is something like parents would be into." What parents are into this shit? You know? Like, kids aren't going to get the appeal of, like, yeah, we, we fucking charred this dog like it was Resident Evil. Quail? Eat like, it. like Quail Man? Mom, is he eating pork chops? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Drew Barrymore decided to kick the habit and uh, get into real movies. Such as Speaking Batman kicking Forever. Kicking the habit. <laughs> kicking the wet laundry around. <laughs> Can you please tell me about Chris O'Donnell doing laundry? Oh, uh, so... First of all, that is the jankiest-ass laundry room I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> you live in a goddamn mansion. He's in some fucking corner room. It Like, maybe it's... Maybe I'm just weird. I haven't been in a lot of mansions, but, like, when I think of a laundry room... Nice humble brag. I, hell, my laundry room looks better than that. You know? It's, <laughs> it's a fucking empty-ass room. There's nothing there. It looks terrible. And He's just wringing them out on the floor with his dirty-ass And feet. Alfred's just like, oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm a butler. I do these things. And he decides, like, no, no, no. I'm going to take this out and stretch the shit out of my socks. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. And... It is. I don't like being waited around on. He started whipping around like nunchucks, and I scream laughed. Can we start talking about the music? Rich Evans laughed for five minutes. They played hard rock as he did his laundry. Man, if this movie came out ten years later and Dragula started playing, (laughs) I would be in another plane of existence. Oh boy. Who wants to edit that for me? Now, were there any other scenes that really uh, crossed your mind as we're talking about? Oh, let me see here. Let me just scroll. There, there was a lot to write. One down of these here. days, I'm actually going to take notes on a movie that I watch. That's not in theaters. <laughs> I enjoyed with them. They have the scenes of I don't care. Okay, I didn't enjoy the scenes of Two Face and Riddler robbing banks in diamond stores. <laughs> but it cuts to Pat Hingle's like, "There's no sign of Batman." Like. They're just robbing casinos. You have police. <laughs> I don't understand why there's no cops in Gotham. He just puts the spotlight on. If Batman doesn't show up, he's like, oh, turn on the lights. He's not coming. <sighs> Chris, I have a question for yeah, you. go for it. Why is the door to the Batcave right next to the front door? That, well, easier. I have to admit, I don't know. Why does he have an entrance to the Batcave from, from Wayne Enterprises? Who, who designed this? Oh my god, did that tube. I wanted to ride it so bad as a kid. 
the most 90s ass thing I've ever seen. Well, yeah, I kind of want to read that slide. And then you get the Bat Cave, and then the Flash goes, Wow, it's like a cave! It reminded me of in Blank Check when he had all those. <laughs> no, <laughs> all no, those you can't. Hold up, hold up. Dude, yeah. it's like 3 30 in the morning over here. You just referenced Blank Check. I'm not getting paid for this, you know. Whatever you say, Mr. McIntosh. Oh, anyway. shut the fuck up. That nice. fucking movie. I can't movie believe owns you just future dumped episode. that on me. Fucking bad guy from Robocop trying to murder Wait, this kid for cashing a fake check. <laughs> fucking Tone Loke in that movie. Oh my god. See, Tone also in Ace Ventura. It all keeps coming back. Everything's connected. You know, the, that woman in Blank Check was really, really pretty. Absolutely. Anyway. Uh, speaking of pretty was... Same, but also the fat guy who just played video games with him. Hi, I'm the fat guy in his 30s who hangs out with his child. <laughs> so I can break his neck in his sleep. <laughs> anyway, enough about Dan Schneider. So, oh, it, ultimately, see. the critics did not like this movie either. They were just like, this is really silly. And <laughs> it doesn't, you know, the tone is really inconsistent. But the kids liked it. The kids loved, you know, you gotta have the toys. This kid did. They're like... This kid had that VHS. Wore that shit out. I did not have this one on VHS, I must admit. Um, I don't know. I think I was I was sad. Oh, I didn't like a lot of Disney movies. Uh, so my parents are just like, yeah, he doesn't need another crap like that. But I, I think critics are just like, yeah, you should go back to like the serious stuff with Batman. People really like the serious <laughs> stuff. And I want you to I think about so it like this. Did you, did you watch these in order? You bet now, I did. Now, isn't it such in a, an abrupt tonal shift going from the ultra-serious dark storyline of Batman Returns to, I'll get drive through Like... I watched them back-to-back. Back. You can't understand the whiplash I suffered that night. That's the thing, is there was like three years between that, and I still think people would have been like, uh, what? We're, we're doing this now? Like, I would have been looking around like, am I in the right theater? Is this all a dream sequence? Is this like... Did he be the Mad Hatter? He's like, you know, wearing a weird thing on his head or something? I mean, this is really, really dumb. Oh my god, I have so many notes. Chris, I just remember. What? So, like, Bruce Wayne, he does nothing this movie, but his whole character arc is that he, like, he repressed the memory of his parents dying, right? Yeah, something like that. That's everything that makes him Batman. If there's one thing Bruce Wayne remembers, it's his fucking parents getting shot. That's the entire thesis of him as a person. Look, I, I don't think that Joel Schumacher had a very large grasp on what made Batman so great. Now, that's the thing about Joel Schumacher. Remember how we... No, 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 no. Remember how we spent the entire movie telling Dick Grayson not to get revenge? And then he just murdered Two-Face by throwing oh, quarters at him. Yeah, oh, God, thank you. Okay. Uh, and he has to tell, like, Two-Face has him at gunpoint. He's like... Hey, isn't your whole character trait that you have to flip a coin? It's like, ah, you're right, I forgot. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's like, I think about this, and I think I, I, I remember watching it with my father, and I, I think, actually, I was watching the cartoon, and I was like, well, why doesn't Batman just kill him? And uh, my dad was like, killing someone is a crime. And also a sin. And, it's like, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> but they're going to kill other people. And he's like, if he kills them, that means he's no better than they are. Maybe they could be rehabilitated in the loving arms of Arkham Asylum, but that's justice. He is not the executioner. He could be judge and maybe even jury, but he cannot execute them. And I was like, boy, it seems like it's a pretty serious job. I was like, 
Yeah, that guy in underwear is taking it really seriously. So, I mean, remember watching this movie, and those ones where he was, like, looking to make sure I got the idea when Dick Grayson says, okay, I want to be the one to kill uh, Two-Face, and Batman says, yeah, sure, that's how it works. You kill him, and you think that can slake your thirst, but it can't. And then you go looking for someone else to kill, someone else and someone else, and eventually you can't stop. And I remember he looked at me hard to make sure that I was getting that message. And then, <laughs> at the end, Dick Grayson, Dick, first, 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 we have to set it up. Dick Grayson says, I should break into a thousand pieces. Oh, wait, that was uh, Bruce Wayne in the latest Batman movie. Uh, you should break into a thousand pieces. Instead, no, not Pat Hingle. Uh, instead, oh, Batman, I'm going to break his back and make him humble. Now, you went and gone killed the flying graces. That was my favorite act. There ain't no God in your Blair Witch. Uh, <laughs> we did start doing that. We, 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 think, we think they might be related. But, uh... <laughs> Damn pentagram, yeah. Batman. Yeah. I want my cake, Bedelia. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> They're all related. This episode, <laughs> four hours long, was closed after a heated discussion about Pat Hingle. Uh, anyway, Dick Grayson says to Two-Face, he says, uh, I, I should kill you, but I'm going to bring you into jail. I want to see you behind bars instead of dead. And then Batman kills him. Batman is directly <laughs> responsible for his murder. It was premeditated. It was deliberate. It is a first-degree homicide. He throws those quarters at him, which, hey, that is a great idea. They they actually, I think they actually did that in the cartoon first. And it was directly responsible for him falling off. Batman could have saved him. Batman totally could have Absolutely. saved him. By the way, the entire second hour makes no goddamn sense and riddle me this how the fuck did he know robin existed and how didn't riddler plan for him at the end uh because he's yeah uh, really sw- what i thought he's really smart he came up with this uh brilliant tv invention wouldn't you like to he use blew it? up the entire bat cave but just planned on a boat okay Oh, God, dude, remember? You said the Batcave. I just started thinking about, like, the entrance to it. And Alfred, who, by the way, whoever played it, do you know the name of the guy who played Alfred? Michael Go, I think. Whatever. Uh, Go see a different movie. He was good in all four movies. He is is. a dignified uh, Alfred. And he's also, interestingly enough, he's one of the oldest Alfreds in any iteration of Batman. Boy, he does a good job. I've got some notes on that in the next one. Well, yeah, okay, we'll get to that. But I think just so you know, we're gonna spend a long time on the next. Yeah, yeah, we better because there is a lot to talk about. I think it's very important that we talk about it. So, okay, we'll get to that. But just before we get to that, one final scene that's just kind of caught my craw that drove Alex and I nuts. Alex and me nuts is uh so he's like oh what's in there he really wants to get in there he says oh it's nothing but the silver closet or something like that and you know robin doesn't believe him so what he does is he waits for that door to open then he does all these flips and spins and stuff like that across (laughs) the entire house i think at one point i'm pretty sure he leaves the foyer and goes into like the kitchen to do these jumps and stuff and then he merely somehow slips in there knocking shit over like really Huh. Remember when Bruce Wayne got shot in the head? He was fine. Oh yeah. Well. Also, I wrote down my favorite line in the movie. What? When they land, and he goes, "Holy rusted metal, Batman!" What? Because it's holy. 
Oh. His fucking read is so good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, uh, no, I think that was mostly Val Kilmer. I think that was, like, oh, Val Kilmer was, just being like... He made uh, a choice. I'm not reading these goddamn lines. Well, I, I mean, could you, could you blame him? He was in great movies, like Willow. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's really unfair. He's in Tombstone, and he was in uh, Heat, which are both actually good movies. But that that, that line, no, that line, <laughs> <laughs> that that line, holy rusted metal. Uh, no, uh, they basically do that. Oh, just kidding. We weren't actually going to do that joke. That's the entire movie right there. Joel Schumacher was very much obviously a fan of the '60s TV series, obviously. And I get it, he's old, it's the one that he grew up with, he didn't actually read the comics, apparently. But, goodness gracious, Dad's Bodacious, if you're going to do the 60s (laughs) Batman that you love so much, why not just go ahead and do it? Don't be ashamed of it. And that's... Be careful what you wish for, champ. Alright guys, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss Batman and Robin. Oh, I have so much... with our discussion of Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin has some intense lore in the film community. This is one of the ones where it's the big one. It is one of the worst films of all time we've constantly been told since 1997. Uh, No less an authority than Mike Nelson. I have to keep coming back to him. He's one of my all-time favorite film critics and comedians. Said that it was not just one of the worst movies ever made, but one of the worst things ever made. And I was like, (laughs) oh boy... Kind of harsh. I'd, I'd kind of put, like, the Challenger explosion as one of the worst things ever. But, yeah. Batman and Robin and the Holocaust. Two things Wonder Woman could have stopped if she wasn't a coward. <laughs> okay, jeez. <laughs> Start off strong. Damn, dude. Anyway. Uh, I, I remember when I saw it, uh, I must have been seven years old when I saw it, and I was not a fan, mostly because I remember Bane scared me. Uh, but he was really good in Dark Knight Rises, so it's okay. Uh, 
I, there, there were things that I liked, things I didn't like. I think I liked Robin, which is weird. He is kind of a whiny bitch in this movie. Oh, but he is Jan braiding it up so hard. Yeah, he is. But I just remember that. Why don't I get to have my own signal? I just remember that critics were especially harsh when it came to this movie because they said that it was too goofy, too corny, too over the top, too silly. But Batman's never been like that before. So absolutely not. This is serious. Frank Miller wrote about <laughs> Batman, okay? He's got cool, dark stories. And also, he really hates Muslims. Just ask him. Yeah, it's... I So I said, hey, I didn't really like the 60s Batman. And I haven't seen this in a long time. I don't think I've seen this since I was... I think I watched it again when I was like 12. I, I watched it as like a good-bad movie. If you go into it with the idea that it's a, a really good, good-bad movie, it works really well. I think there's a little bit more to it than that. Parker, how about you start this one off? Should we just say it off the top? Yeah. It's better than Batman Forever. Yeah, I do think that this is ba- better than Batman Forever. And not just better than Batman Forever, but a lot better. By by several like anyone from magnitude. our generation will tell you, like, no, dude, Batman Forever is good because Jim Carrey is funny. Uh, Incorrect on both counts. Oh, yeah. Batman and Robin's funnier. Batman and Robin is absolutely funnier, and for a variety of ways, it's one of those rare movies that makes you laugh both intentionally and unintentionally, and I I think that's really good, because some of the silly performances, they really, like, toe that line between, are they doing that on purpose? I can't tell if they're doing this on purpose. Like, what? look, no better example of this than Pat Hingle. Whatever he's (laughs) doing, good lord, I'm having as much fun as he is. Can we talk about his outfit in this movie? <laughs> He's fucking dressed like Sheriff David Clark with all of his fake medals from Batman <laughs> saving the country. Oh, He's bro. still more subtle than than David Clark. He's he's not wearing the uh, the the. There's uh, Jack Booted Thugs and Antifa Super Soldiers robbing the Gotham Diamond Exchange. Imagine him just thumbing his, uh, just thumbing his suspenders like, Now, I seem to recall that no less an authority than God said that all lives matter. But <laughs> Trayvon Martin shouldn't have attacked Batman. <laughs> oh, hands up, don't shoot. I don't remember seeing that in the city charter. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I don't know if I wish right, I put well, in there. <laughs> can't wait to see if any of this makes the cutting. No, this floor. is longer than I see it. Yes. <laughs> so the movie starts much like the third one did. God, it starts and ends the exact same with the worst joke. You know, right off the bat. Chris, do you want to say it? No. Okay. I want a car. Chicks <laughs> dig the car. And then what does Batman say? say this it. is why say Superman le- works alone. Immediately, fucking 40 dads in that theater went, ugh. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm going to go wait in the lobby, son. I'm going to do, do some laps in the parking lot. Why don't you uh, hit me up about two hours? We'll take you home. All right, sport? Like, one of the th- fun things about some of the cartoons that I watched growing up is that they were also kind of fun for adults. Like Animaniacs, uh, Batman Animated Series, Ren and Stimpy, shit like that. Yeah, when you're a kid. Good thing you don't do that now. Yeah. Anyway, it's like, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of fun for the parents. It's like, we know you have to sit here and watch this. And it's mostly, like, stuff for your kids. So we'll give you a little something. This, uh, this is a little bit tough right away, because before that, before I want a car, 
chicks dig the car. Uh, they <laughs> they show the bat asses, and the bat dicks, and everything. It's uh, mm. the bat nipples and everything. You're just like. By the way, anyone who just says, "Oh yeah, Batman and Robin, the bat nipples," you're a casual. There are four thousand other things wrong with this movie. Oh yeah, the- get out of my face. It's the same people saying, "I don't know if you took Jar Jar out of the Phantom Menace." Wrong. Oh yeah, that pod racing scene wrong. Been totally fine. Get out of my face! You have not watched this movie recently, cause holy Jesus! And when we say wrong with this movie, it's wrong but still fun. I would say yes. I I don't think there's Way anything that makes this like really annoying or anything. Because sometimes you'll get like a bad movie, and it's just like, oh geez, I can't even watch this as a good bad movie. Like there's a lot of boring spots, but yeah, nothing that makes me want to fucking jump out the window yeah, like what Jim Carrey was doing. Yeah, there's definitely like a, a boring scene once or twice. I think the boring scenes in Batman and Robin are when it takes itself a little too seriously. Like, when it starts oh, talking boy. about Alfred's illness. Oh my god, by like, the way. The eight shots of Alfred, like, coughing. Oh yeah. You get it? It just kept going and uh, I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I didn't care and i liked him i liked alfred i i think he's a really good character in all those in all the movies and he plays it again dignified and likable you're like i i could see him being a really good partner but this i mean he's coughing like get back to the goofy shit i like the goofy shit this that's that's cool you know ask and you shall receive chris because it's the hockey team from hell oh boy and he makes that joke you break it you buy it and First of all, George Clooney uh, did a really bold portrayal by refusing to play Batman. He is just playing George Clooney dressed up as Batman. He yeah. he doesn't do a voice or anything. He just, oh. I am George Clooney. I do an identical voice to my Bruce Wayne. Nothing's changed about me. My identical demeanor and everything. Ah, we have to stop this. Freeze, fella. No, you have to do it somewhat condescending. That's the George Clooney impression. I love when my heroes talk down to me for being a dumb, fat kid stuffing his face with popcorn twice, because I saw it twice in theaters. <laughs> I've always been this person, Chris. <laughs> it's, it is, uh, that's, look, this is just who George Clooney is in every single performance. It's, it's kind of funny, though. And, first of all, like, they're going around and they're ice skating around. I kind of like it i i kind of like that they have like these themed villains and and they don't just go so all good. out they go all the way they go beyond what you'd expect it's like what i because i think about dr freeze from the animated series now this is one of the things the movie did very well <laughs> uh do you remember the heart of ice episode for batman the animated series oh no you haven't watched Dude, it recently you one of the dick. fucking best yeah it's i actually watched that one very recently. good that's that's, that's a episode. classic episode it got nominated for an emmy i think it might have won an emmy actually because it was oh, really is that good. like winning an Oscar like Tommy Lee Jones did for Batman Forever? Listen, it's more no, it's like for? winning an Oscar like Jared Leto did. Oh. Uh, but Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's. I mean, it was really well done. They took this character. Doctor Freeze used to be a joke. It was like another gimmick character, and they were like, "Okay, we can't have that in our cartoon because we give a shit." So we're going to, you know, give him a real backstory, and it's just so heartbreaking and really well written. It's, it's practically Shakespearean. And then they had it played by Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie. And you know what? Best part of the movie. I'm gonna say it right now. He knows what movie he's oh, in. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, this is what you want me to do? Okay, got I'd it. I'd say, yeah, okay, best part of the movie, but it's close. But we'll, we'll talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger right now, because he's one of the big things everyone remembers about this. Uh, I, I can't even... Because one of the things I thought about was like, would it be 
kind of funny if I did like an an ice pun or a cold pun or a chill pun throughout the entire podcast until I drove you nuts. I look, I, I don't think that we have it in ourselves because we can't outdo the master. Holy no. God, there are like twenty seven of them throughout the it's, entire movie. It's honestly incredible. Like you just have to sit there at all, like a two hour movie, and it's just fucking crammed full of them. Every scene he's in. It's a work of art, I'll be honest with you. I, it's incredible. At some point, you have to kind of appreciate their commitment to it. Kick some ice, stay cool, the Iceman cometh, but the, the best one is the one I'm going to put at the beginning of the podcast is, What gives the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! That is a fucking incredible joke. We complained that they didn't go for it last time. You cannot say that They here. They were just like, look... Folks, we have got to sell some toys. So they just... First of all, okay, about selling some toys, shout out to whoever the set designer was. Yeah, I was actually about to say, like, I love the Burton aesthetic, but to go the complete opposite way, I fucking love all the neon in these two movies. Yeah, hey, like... They speak to me. And that's the thing, is like, you'd think with Poison Ivy it'd be kind of tricky. I thought, like, everything around her looked really good. I mean, look, dude, that practical Batcave set, that shit is dope. Dude, yeah. do you not want to visit that Batcave? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, that was really cool. It's incredible. Uh, Compared to what was it in Justice League? Just some fucking beach house? Oh, yeah. Look, I'm not I'm not proud of that. But either way. Batman and Robin's better than Justice League is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, essentially. Email me. Tweet <laughs> me at Big Jazz Boy. <laughs> but really, though, like... I, I look at this with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and this is, I guess this must have been the apex of his fame. What did he do after this? True Lies, I guess? Oh, boy. Boy, you want to talk about a movie not holding up, by the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. That's that strip tease scene was the most uncomfortable moment in film history. With Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh, I thought you meant with Arnold strip teasing. I'm sorry. Oh. Man, this has got to be right around Jingle All the Way time, right? I guess so. Yeah, I think Let's it is. I think it's here. like maybe a couple years after or something like that. Uh, anyway, I think this might have been like, at, right after this, I think it was like probably a steep decline for Arnold. Poor guy. True lies. Oh, man. It, it, this was right after Eraser and Jingle All the Way. And right. then from this, we go to End of Days and Collateral Ooh. Damage in the Sixth Day. Ooh. Boy, the end was near. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, I mean, at that Ooh. point, he was fighting the devil, so. Anyway, uh, he got paid a lot Future episode, Terminator Genesis. Ugh. But, uh, Holy Christ, he, that's a won't even give me the TV show with Summer Glau. <laughs> anyway. <There you go. laughs> People don't forget. Anyway, I thought that he was... I mean, look, he did what he was hired to do. He went full silly the entire movie. He was just so silly. Like, when uh, he finds out that his wife has just been killed, he says, You lie! <laughs> but one of the highlights of the movie is the one that you turned me on to a while ago that I forgot about when... He's in his lair listening to I'm <laughs> Mr. White Christmas, I'm Mr. Snow, and he has his it's henchman, so and good. he has a, a conductor's baton, and he's demanding that they sing, sing, like that, and, and they, they have to and he's sing along. And then when he's dissatisfied, he just walks off puffing a big cigar. Yeah, meanwhile, it's so good. Vivica, was that Vivica A. Fox? It sure Vivica was. Vivica Fox walks up next to him, and she's like, why don't you heat me up? He's like, my heart's gone cold. And she's like, talk about your cold shoulder. I was just like, He conducts them to sing a song from the Snow Miser, <laughs> and then completely shuts down Vivica A. Fox. Yeah. This movie's incredible. Yes, it is. By the way, two-time Nobel Prize winner Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, movie. Whatever you say. 
and Olympic athlete. Yeah, in what? Oh yeah, weightlifting. But still. Uh, I need a suit to survive, so it runs on diamonds. <laughs> I made this. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Mommy, Daddy, I cast Uma Thurman in my movie. Will you please put it on the refrigerator? <laughs> Man, also, this came out 97. Yeah, 97. This had a scene that very much reminded me of the Power Rangers intro the movie from like two years earlier when they go fucking skydiving with those surfboards on. Oh, that obvious. And except, no, 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 no. Screams Cowabunga. Yeah, but in, in the P- Power Rangers movie, they were actually skydiving. I'm pretty sure that's where they Hell blew yeah, all they their were. money on it. Uh, I mean, why would I you? mean, I read your five part review of it, uh, which, by the way, you should get that serialized. <laughs> put that into a book uh alex was complaining about her uh, 50 shades review i was just like oh the power rangers reveal uh but God, for this i didn't even do most of the legwork did you see that. the fucking green screen that they used in this movie they used almost as much green screen as justice league dude there was a green screen in batman forever that i did not remember where it's a long shot of wayne enterprises right. it fucking looked like it was out of reboot it was incredible <laughs> Oh, I remember that. That was funny as shit. Yeah, that is. That's a good <laughs> I think I yelled out, is that, is that computer-generated imagery? And I was like, uh, computer. It looks like the fucking screensaver maze from Windows 98. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, this fucking movie. Uh, so I Look, Mr. Freeze's suit is good. It, yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, me. do you want that toy? Good as... Want as if I don't have listen, it. Nice try, moron. Listen, that's the thing about toys. Is like I I was watching those uh, Collider slash IGN slash Chris Duckman versus uh, Red Letter Media videos <laughs> where they're talking about buying their Star Wars toys. I was like, who does something like that? But you see, like the way that Mister Freeze's or Doctor Freeze, Mister Freeze, which one? Who cares? Uh, his the way his suit looks in this and like his ice vehicle, and his ice gun. That it's so detailed. It looks so cool. You know, you can put one of those on your desk. You're like, yeah, he looks like a nerd, but that's kind of cool looking. You know, very cool. Very cool. The other day that I had the fucking Batmobile, but you could take the wheels off and either attach wings to make it the Bat plane or attach the boat thing to make it the Bat boat. It was three vehicles in one, Chris. <laughs> it was incredible. I had so many fights with all my toys. <laughs> And I mean friends. (laughs) What did you say? So what I said was that I like the part where Batman and Robin click their heels and make the (laughs) the roller skates come out. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Like this movie knows what it is. Like, oh you want more toys, huh? Because reminder, they literally had Mattel toy executives in production meetings telling him like, no no no. Change that. You need more vehicles, which is why there are like eight goddamn vehicles in this movie. Uh, and the movie and has better for changes. It. Okay? Because those vehicles are fucking I, rad. I totally had that Mr. Freeze truck. Oh, dude. Awesome. Can I come over and play with it? Anyway. Uh, Actually, I'm going to Austin this weekend. <laughs> Might start stealing some of these out of the old attic. Good idea. Uh, so, I, I anyway, they uh, go off. Uh, Robin gets frozen, and they don't catch him. <laughs> and sure so Robin does. gets back to the... Uh, you know, to the bat cave, and he says something like, uh, "I think it, I think he sounded something like." <laughs> and Batman responds with, <laughs> "And I'm like, okay, get to the silly stuff. Let's go here." And then we go to South America. Uh, <laughs> Uma, <laughs> Uma. Th- <laughs> I want you to close your eyes and imagine all of her Pulp Fiction dialogue, but delivered like this. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
Do you think? Damn it! Okay, hold up. Imagine George Clooney having to shove that needle in her chest. No, I think. Do you think maybe she's she's talking the way that she is in this movie because she got that needle shoved into her stirrup? <laughs> Get my little black book. <laughs> so Uma Thurman uh, plays Pamela Isley, which again, oh, shout to comic book names, and. She, I, I gotta do the voice, I'm sorry. She plays oh, a botanical biologist, and she's recording herself in this scientific lab, surrounded by plants, Mother Nature's own products, the fruits of its own looms. But then she discovers, from down below, a secret entrance, where may it may lead. And I'm like, oh god, she's gonna do this throughout the entire movie, isn't she? Let's watch. And I'm just, at this point, I'm just like, pouring popcorn down my throat like if you're gonna do this performance trust me i'm gonna watch this is like the crazy person at trader joe's who's just going on a racist rant or something it's like this is why uh people don't intervene this is why people film stuff on snapchat it's just i gotta see more of this (laughs) and get down and i'm like she must be the most over the top oh never mind that mad scientist guy what the fuck he by the way the voice of the Riddler in the animated series. You're welcome. No way. What no is way. he doing? The scene where he goes to murder her and he just screams <laughs> in her face and pushes her over the table. And, and by the way, she dies because a couple of beakers fall on her and then there's snakes on her face. I was just looking at that and I was like, really? That's all that's going to kill her? Oh like, God. they're plant juice. They're not going to do anything. You can get steak here, Daddy-O. Don't be a square and then, and then she uh and then she gets sucked into the earth and then i think she gets sucked into plant hell and there's like green light coming out i was like this is a tales from the crypt episode it's like spawn <laughs> anyway uh so bane's transformation didn't scare me this time but i can see why it scared me as a kid like seeing that yeah, on, like a big screen it, it was kind of intense and like i don't know i just like i don't like the idea that liquid go into a they drilled into the guy's skull Anyway, he's big now and strong, and I was just like, oh, that's it? Hey, you know what's really fun about these movies on Blu-ray? You can play a really fun game of Spot the Stunt Devil, because holy shit. It is so... The, whoever did Val Kilmer stunts in Batman Forever had the biggest fucking chin I've ever seen on a human being. These movies are not meant for HD, nor are the fake veins on Bane's arms. <laughs> now... Ooh, boy. Now... I <laughs> shit. I'm sorry. I just saw the note. The shot of all the foreign oh, leaders just like yeah. standing and nodding <laughs> as he talks about Bane. There's <laughs> a dude just full on African garb. Like, ah, oh, yes, ten thousand American dollars for the. Super no, he said ten million. The anti super soldier Bane. Can you imagine ten million dollars for that thing? <laughs> These jackbooted thugs will be out there blocking traffic and throwing bricks hell the at least big boss had a better idea for global super soldiers <laughs> sorry <laughs> cool oh did you like the way that bane was basically a pokemon he would just repeat the one word that he was told to say <laughs> Bomb. you fucking said it buddy okay time to leave leave <laughs> all right i'm gonna go have sex with my girlfriend now what <laughs> Betray 2D. <laughs> Incel Bane coming to theater near you. Hey, you're on Bedelia to decide if it's a cake. <laughs> Gamer Bane. <laughs> Earthix. 
<laughs> You're doing this to me. Uh, so we got to talk about Uma Thurman here. What did? Oh, you mean her delivering lines like she got tricked into the script and she's trying to get fired? Yeah, uh, I don't. If I keep talking like this, surely they'll have to replace no. me. <laughs> no, gotcha. Uh, and then you know Joel Schumacher just tells her after every take, "No more. Come on, more of this." And she's just like, uh, "Okay." Are you guys fucking with yeah. me? <laughs> but. Okay, so here's my defense of like the decision to cast her because you you did bring up something off mic, and I'm not going to get too much into it, but oh like when you think of Poison Ivy, do you really think of Uma Thurman? You were saying when she gets someone who's more seductive, and I was like, I mean, who else are you going to go for that time? Like, you're not going to go with Pam Anderson, right? You know, it's like. Yeah, that'd be way too over the top for this movie. Well, Pam Anderson also... Vivica A. Fox is in the previous scene, is all I'm Look, saying. Look, Pam Anderson isn't a very good actress, so... Well, <laughs> she's no that's... Christopher O'Donnell. So that's... The... Oh, boy, Chris O'Donnell. Actually... I want my own pet signal! Actually, my parents are dead. We'll get to her later, but there's a worse actress in this movie. Oh, uh, it sure is. Uma Thurman Uncle was, Al. as we mentioned, in Pulp Fiction, and Pulp Fiction is still a great movie, and she does a great job in there but i remember the first time i watched it and i was like oh wow she is the most seductive person i have ever seen she just immediately you want to get to know her like you really do you really want to be close with her because she's immediately so interesting and it's just the way that she talks it's her movement and everything it's kind of like bill belichick drafting a little known safety in the second round because like i mean on paper, it makes sense to draft someone like Razai Dallin because they needed it. a corner at the time, and he was big and physical. There was no way for them to know that he was going to tear his ACL three Lazarus times. Pit, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had to make a DC somehow for you. <laughs> Same thing here is that you're like, you want someone seductive? Honestly, I could see uh, cat drafting, I mean, uh, casting uh, Uma Thurman for this role. She Your could play a really good second round safe. I mean, uh, Poison Ivy. Will you? So, <laughs> it's... Look, at least I'm, I'm shitting on Bill Belichick for having a bad record of picking second-round safeties. Note to, How brave Note to you. everyone, Razai Dowling was actually a corner. But, either way, uh, Uma Thurman... <sighs> how, do, how do we put this? Did she do a good job, yes or no? Uh, what was her job? You're gonna have to be more specific. Now, that's... I think that is a good question. Is, if she is supposed to be seductive... For the audience, uh, oh boy, uh, she. Mm, I'm, I'm sorry. She's she's a very lovely woman, and I'm sure she's you very what, nice. And do you know what it reminds me of? What? Did you ever watch the Tales from the Crypt movie Bordello of Blood? Because boy, howdy, there is a performance in that movie that's eerily similar, and not for good reasons. Yeah, she's just look. She she's cute, you know, and she's and she and she's a good actress, but she doesn't seduce any of the men who watch this but if her job would... hey boys want me to suck again <laughs> uh, good actually I have to get going if, what the fuck if, <laughs> if, if, her, if her job was to be silly and goofy and over the top then she was just as good as Arnold Schwarzenegger because as soon as she started doing that whole my job as a scientist is to research plants. I was as she as soon as she started going Shatner right there. I was just like, <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have fun watching this. 
lo and behold, I did. Because when she makes her transformation, she is just, Hi, boys. I have some wild oats to sow. I'll help you grab your rocks. And, like, she does this throughout the entire movie. She is, she goes 100% in this direction, and she does it on purpose. I, I love it. That is so funny to me. By the way, to answer your previous question, they wanted Julia Roberts, Sharon Stone, or Demi Moore. So, whoops. Demi Moore? Is that how it's pronounced? I thought it was Demi Moore. Oh, you know what I mean. It's fucking 3 a.m. I'm tired. Well, I, hell, I don't know. But uh, Sorry, I just, it's rubbing off on me, boys. <laughs> oh, you're going to you're gonna be doing this. So we move on to Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> she sounds like she's fucking Orson Welles doing the wine commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. The French. <laughs> so, so sensibly priced at a dollar a jug, Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> For a country goodness and green penis. <laughs> Speaking of green, her green skin-tight outfit. Oh, shit. That looks, with the red hair, she looks sillier than Jim Carrey. <laughs> she... Those fucking cones in her hair. Oh, what was what up with that? It looks like she had pine cones in her head. <laughs> the ultimate seductress, Poison Ivy. <laughs> Mother Earth. Yeah, okay, good movie. By the way, another thing that uh, isn't so funny anymore. Everyone laughing off for saying the plant's gonna kill us. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh... Swing and a miss, Schumacher. <laughs> uh, well, I have to. Oh, yeah. That, see, that was what got to me. Is like, so she goes undercover. It is still over the top as like an environmental <laughs> activist, and she goes and confronts Bruce Wayne. Ah, uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh okay? no, no, no. That that wasn't Uma Thurman. That was actually the reporter with the white hair again who decided to show up. Oh, Bruce Wayne, when are you going to get married? <laughs> ben Affleck. What's the next Batman movie coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's how they all sound. But uh so he's with uh oh he's with uh what's that woman's name? Who's he dating in the movie? I could not fucking oh, tell no, you. No 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 it was it was like she's it went to a funny joke because like everyone in the cast was asked, Oh, you were allowed to take like one prop home from the set, so Arnold took home like this uh ice suit and uh Robin took home one of the motorcycles and one of the woman was uh, the the woman that Bruce Wade dates in the movie was just like, Yeah, I just I took home one of the hats that said Batman and Robin on it. And George Clooney said, yeah, I took home the woman that said she just wanted the hat with Batman and Robin on it. I was like, that's, that's, that's funny. Why didn't they use that joke in the movie? Uh, Cause it's funny. Yeah, and she, she confronts him. It's like, I have a plan to rid the world of all this other stuff. And he's like, well, I, your heart's, your heart is noble, but all the people will die. We, we need the diesel fuel to heat our food and everything. Uh, I, w I think he was just one stop short of saying, we need the nuclear power to kill off all of the foreigners. <laughs> and she's just like, yes, we can kill all of humankind. Would it be great? What's a couple million dead Jews, Mr. Wayne? <laughs> she, she's straight up like, yeah, we can just get rid of humanity. Won't that be great? And everyone laughs at her. It's just like, everyone in this room seems like an asshole, except for the people who designed the telescope. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, critical MacGuffin of the movie, a big telescope. <laughs> yeah. Whatever movie. Yeah, they uh they went full out with that one. Uh so she gets rebuffed by Batman. Uh, also, what, first of all, so that place burns to the ground. In the cartoon, she would have never burned all those plants to the ground. She would have just killed yeah, them. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, like, there are plants. She got upset when someone tore off a leaf, okay? And now she's just like, I've 
got some men to fuck and uh, just decides <laughs> to get out of there. And but what's up with Bruce Wayne? Because Bruce Wayne's like, oh yeah, I heard about our facility down in South America. I heard it burned to the ground. That man was a psychopath. Glad to see you made it out okay. Uh, you should be like, wow, it's a miracle you're alive. I'm sorry I didn't send people down there. Oh, sorry. Oh my god, everyone's dead. Are you right? Oh, my penis fly trap. <laughs> Mamie, are you okay? <laughs> are you? Oh my god, she hit her head on something. <laughs> Get her out of here. Oh god, see... <laughs> And so by this point in the movie, I'm like kind of like looking around. I'm looking at my cat. I'm like, why do people like this? My cat didn't respond. But like, come on. It's like, I get it. It's different. But I think having Batman Forever is like, it's sort of like a buffer window sort of thing where after Batman Returns, it's super serious. And Batman Forever, it doesn't know what it wants to be. And now we can go on to full on Goofy. I think people had in their like in their heads they had it set this is what batman should be it should be the 1989 version it should be serious and it should be dark and it should be you know makes you think and inspiring and helpful and everything batman can be whoever he wants to be at 2017 i tell you what that's what's yeah. up i'll let you go <laughs> i'm looking at these scenes here and do we just want to get to her yeah uh we we have oh okay I have to admit, she was one of my least favorite parts about the movie. Uh, I can't imagine why. Yeah, she's she doesn't say or do anything funny. She's uh, her name is Alicia Silverstone, ladies and gentlemen, and she was an actress. Uh... Hi, Uncle Alfred. It's me, Alicia Silverstone. I'm back from England. Yeah, she just popped down from jolly old England. She went to, and I have to admit, this is this. I took a ride on the trolley down to Gotham. She... Uh, she went to Oxbridge Academy. They seriously called it Oxbridge Academy. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You'll see yeah. it. You'll see our stupid movie. Uh, but she was in other movies, such as Clueless. Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters podcast. Unleashed. That Aerosmith video. Tropic Thunder as a cameo role as Did herself. I? Nothing else I've ever seen. That weird video of her online breastfeeding her kid that was way too old to be breastfeeding. Whoa, what the hell? You know, the classic. Was, was that actually her? Yeah, you don't. We don't talk yeah, about I, I don't think I'm wrong. You know. By the way, if she doesn't show up in that fucking awful Joss Whedon Batgirl movie, what are we even doing? Because oh, reminder, it's that? 2017. This is the only live action Batgirl to ever be in a movie. Ever. I can only imagine why. So. She's in it, and again, she went to Oxbridge Academy. She comes home, and she's... I gotta talk about her introduction. It was, uh... <laughs> Can you please do it again? Because I laughed so hard when you did it. Uh... <laughs> so she she's knocking on the door, and no one's answering the damn door. I'm like, hurry up and answer the damn door. So uh, she's, she decides to, like, sort of climb up on something and look in, like, the window up top, and uh, Chris O'Donnell opens the door, and he's like, please be looking for me. What's the line I'll do? You were just like, uh, please fuck me. I want to <laughs> Oh my god. I remember that. You did that. Did I really? You, I was cracking up. I was like, screw it. You're like, <laughs> I wanted that so bad. <laughs> hey, Uncle Alfred. I've been locked in this house. 
with his old man <laughs> and his geriatric dying butler for 10 years. Please just watch me jack off. Please God, just watch me jack off. I need it so bad. I haven't fucked a carny in five years. I'm just... I am sweating pre-cum. Please, just fucking watch me. <laughs> fucking stomach. Oh, fuck the bearded lady in so long. I just, I gotta get this night off. Chinese, Japanese, trappies, look at these. <laughs> you know, this is how the Joker got made, so it must have laughed him to death. <laughs> This is our best episode. Because <laughs> it only gets worse from here. Because anyway, we're like a scene away from those gorillas. Anyway, Alfred's dying. So they... they just... Jesus Christ, by the way, the reveal. Where he's like, yeah, I know, I can tell. <laughs> so you've made this old dying man dress up in a tuxedo and make you breakfast from I know, what's going on no, here? Like, Alicia so much is like, you don't understand, he's sick. And he's like, he's not sick. I'm like, oh, that's okay. He's dying. Oh. <laughs> I could tell he was dying. One of his buttons was askew, so I made him clean the grout with a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Just let the old man wear some sweatpants and Dude. die with some dignity. But I have to admit, it's like, when she starts saying, it's like, I've come to rescue him from this life of servitude. It's like, in every one of these movies, Albert has the biggest, dumbest grin on his face. He loves being the mansion bitch. I've come to take you back to our home in England. Uh, Tally-ho. Yeah, Alicia Silverstone, I'm sorry, honey, can't act. But, I I mean, what meat was there to this role? Uh, oh. Um, oh, I, that, was, that was accidental. I'll let that one go. Speaking of me, just watch it. Anyway, uh, I've been polishing motorcycles. I, I have to, I have to defend Alicia Silverstone trying. here, even after I attacked her for being a crappy actress in a crappy movie. She, she uh, noticeably gained a little bit of weight in this movie. Parker, she didn't look bad, right? No, no. she looked. I mean, Ben Affleck in his reshoots for Justice yeah, League was more noticeable. Yeah, it was turkey gobble neck. Like, come on! But whereas, like, you look at Alicia Silverstone. She, she looked fine. She like in fact she looked better than fine. You look at her like imagine if she walked into your office or sorry into wherever you work, and like <laughs> she's immediately better looking than ninety percent of the women you'll see because she's a Hollywood actress. She still looks really good. Like, what's the problem here? And she got savaged by the press. It was like oh look at her like eating all this pizza and everything, a fat piece of shit and everything. So shout out to Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher was the first one to go out there and defend her. Good on him. As he should. You know, because that because bugs me. It really does stupid. fucking bug me. Whatever happened to feminism? Is that a recent invention here? Anyway, Alfred's well, dying. we see some really impressive feminism in her fight with Poison Ivy. Oh, well, the movie. I guess we'll get to that. Uh, but I feel like we're first... skipping over some scenes here. <laughs> oh, there's some scenes we cannot skip over. Oh, yeah. Like Bane driving Poison oh, Ivy. Oh, my trench. God. He's dressed like a fucking Ninja Turtle in disguise. Was that, as soon as I saw that, I I did the Rich Sevens laugh, the one where he like leaned back and with like wide eyes. And like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> His f- 
fucking muscle-bound retard is dressed like Dick Tracy and driving a plant woman around. You ever see Cats Don't Dance? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, Miss Deepwood. <laughs> <laughs> in the car do you think he pulls like uh remember in commando when arnold ripped out that seat and he's just like, do you think he does that to fit in the car <laughs> we're too miss daisy <laughs> i ain't no way tired <laughs> god now he's hillary <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Pat Higgle hails him down as a taxi. Oh, it's a big strong driver you got over here. <laughs> Drive me down near this gentleman. He like, pulls up his pajama pant to show some leg to get him to pull over. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they go to a. Cl- oh, fuck this scene. Uh, so they go to a. Hell yeah, bitch. They go to a scene where. Uh, Wait, are they dressed up as uh, as Batman and Robin for this? They must be, right? They sure yeah, are. Yeah, they're dressed up as Batman and Robin. So for now, fuck it. Remember how he used to hide in the shadows? He used to be secretive. and was like, no one must know who I am. I must hide in the shadows to sneak up on the criminals. Now they just make public appearances, you know, you know, <laughs> baptism of a baby or like christening it's of a ship or something. It, man. Like, man, we're going to sell this big diamond. Yeah, well, we're going to auction off these women. Now, now settle down, liberals. It's all in good fun. <laughs> women like it. They like the attention. <laughs> and uh, I may be a simple hopper chicken lawyer. <laughs> just imagine bringing out a handkerchief and dabbing lightly at his bald ass head uh so batman and robin make a special appearance because apparently they just do that in this universe which they did in the 60s tv show so at least you know shout to, inc- to uh consistencies here and boy i have to admit i forgot about this since the last time i saw it because this is the weirdest fucking thing uh the sexy dude uh there i want to fuck those gorillas my dude yeah, th- were they gorillas i Okay, it, it was a scene, and you wouldn't get this reference here, but it's a new uh, season of Mystery Science Theater 3000, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. Someone is dressed up like a damn yeti, and it <laughs> looks like uh, a grizzly yeti in this one. It is the giant, puffiest teddy bear without a head sort of thing, and it's fuzzy and everything, and it's really big and fat, and you're really looking at it, and they have this... Uh, sexy jungle music playing which by the way when you start the scene they have like those those let's call them for what they're portrayed in the movie as jungle natives playing that drum and i just had to pause Hell i was yeah, like son. is this still a batman movie did i get like a weird cut of this hell yeah batman is here and guess what this yeti fucks <laughs> So, like, the Yeti comes out and is doing this weird dance. And I'm, I'm sitting there and watching. like, oh, my God. Imagine watching this in theaters. And twice yeah, with your parents. Yeah, they, I don't have can to. You imagine, like, I, I want to know what it was like for little Parker Claire to say to Mrs. Claire, Mommy, I want to go see it again. Spend your hard-earned Mom. Clinton ration fun bucks, <laughs> not on another shovel full of coal for the fire, but just let me go see this weird-ass dancing grizzly Yeti. Yo, Dad, I think I want to fuck that monkey. <laughs> so, the, the the weird Yeti creature starts stripping off its whatever. This this episode's already a, practically two hours long, but it's worth it. That's fine. Uh, That's fine. And lo and fucking behold, it's it's Uma Thurman inside, and she's not sexy, sorry, but you know, she's not. And 
But she has pheromones. Yeah, she uses the pheromones. She blows them from her hand. Remember, the old Poison Ivy would just be seductive. She was kind of like a, a, an earth goddess or something like that. <laughs> no, she actually has to blow it in people's faces. And then Batman and Robin start bidding on her. It's literally... Batman starts bidding like As she's coming dollars. down with the music playing, it's literally the fucking Dreamweaver scene from Wayne's World. But oh, it's her God, it monkey is. outfit. I know. And it gets better, though. I have to admit, it was so funny to me when Robin started bidding. He's like, $6 million. And, and George Clooney is like, you don't have that. And Chris O'Donnell has the best response. I'll borrow it from you. <laughs> I was like, that's really funny, you know? And, and then he gets it. was like, $7 million. And he pulls out a back credit card. Oh, uh, I will admit this. Hot uh, this is where the Nostalgia Critic actually got really popular. Because he... That's where he started to like this big freak out. It's like, oh, this is a bad credit card ruined my childhood sort of thing. I think the bad credit card thing is a really funny joke. I think that's, it's not just satire, it's really well done satire. It fits the movie. It's like, yeah, I mean, think about it. It's like he has bat this, bat that. They had, fucking at the beginning, they had bat uh, ice skates. That's like, come on. Why don't have a bat watching credit card? Uma Thurman in a monkey outfit making Pat Ingle come in his pants. A credit card? Oh, <laughs> this grinds my gears. Well, like, moron. come on, they probably have, like, a back coffee maker at home. It's like, why not? It's, I mean, if you're going to go full bore, go full bore. And anyway, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Iceman comes in. And then the and Island is, Boys, who were oiled and sparkly, carry her down to Batman. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, so uh, Mr. Freeze comes in and ruins everything, and he can't be seduced by her, which turns her on. <laughs> uh, Mr. Freeze nectar. Like Oh, yeah, well, I have to admit, whenever I tell a girl I'm not sexually interested in her, that always makes a girl sexually interested in me. Got a lot of... That always works. Same here, except they always call my bluff, and I just go home and jack off to this big, no, curly-haired no, remember. gorilla. Yeah, but if you don't ask them out, then they can't reject you. Exactly. My philosophy. Anyway, uh, I'm so the he Neil steals her diamond. DC movies. Actually, he doesn't even steal it from her. He could just freeze her and just take it, but he's like, please give it to me, and she's like, what if I kiss you? And she's, he's like... Can just give me the diamond. Oh, okay. And she gives him the diamond, and I will never forget this as long as I live. Pat Hangle goes over and is like, young lady, you just met one of the most sinister men in the city. And he just walks away. There's <laughs> just nothing else to say. Nothing the else to do. The well, fucking four-star general with all of his badges like, I should probably call the police. He really huh? does look like Sheriff David Clark. It's just... <laughs> I have to wonder, what is he doing in the meantime between these movies? He's solving more crimes than Batman and Robin to get all those medals. I disbanded the police force. You're starting to sound more like Droopy as we go on. Well, you know. He's starting to look I, like Droopy as the movies go on, my dude. <laughs> so it's Pat Engel. Uh, but, but with a dumbass smile on his face. I wonder if those medals came from all the good old boys. Uh, <laughs> he just got them from the circus. Yeah. So, uh, being the best boy of eating the most popcorn. <laughs> now, they named this act after me. You know, once I get a little bit of Ryan, man, it gets on that wine down from the cellar. Well, I, I gotta tell you, I had my days as a youth, I raised some hell. <laughs> I kind of want to rewatch like a Pat Hingle only cut. Imagine if he was playing every single character here. <laughs> <laughs> I got some wild oats to show, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Let me dangle your balls. <laughs> nice gems, too. 
<laughs> oh yeah what was that okay so they have to admit that poison Ivy was sexy and they're like yeah she had nice stems i was like that's definitely a batman 66 slide nice buds too yeah those were nice <laughs> that's pretty funny there are a couple but, jokes uh, that are funny on purpose in this movie which i wasn't expecting yeah which it kind of it almost makes you feel bad that you're laughing at the stuff that was probably unintentional but for goodness sake like Towards the end of the movie, there's some very clearly rubber icicles. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, come on. Oh, I'm shit. like, what? how could I not like that? And like, so all the stupid line delivery, there's a lot of stupid line delivery, but Uma Thurman going full camp ham cheese and everything, like, that's funny. Alicia Silverstone talking like this. That I'm going to get you out of here, Alfred. But first, I'm going to go race this motorcycle. Oh, yeah, so she races the motorcycles. How cool were those punks who were, like, in neon? So fucking cool. I'm so yeah, happy remember about that little kid? That little kid dressed up, cheering them on? They go on that bike race. First of all, did anyone else want to see who won? Absolutely. How <laughs> long you been running. racing? Since my parents died. Next scene. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Whatever. So... So uh, she slides off that bridge, and, and Robin catches her. And first of all, that's the worst green screen in the entire movie. <laughs> oh, fuck movie. yeah, it is. There's like eight <laughs> shots of people falling that all look as yeah. bad as Hans Gruber and Die Hard. And so, so he catches just his the edge of his foot on like one of those little outpost things and is able to save her life. And thinks, I'll take off my mask. He says, oh, so this is what you've been doing the whole time. I was like, uh, save her. <laughs> <laughs> She just gained a bunch of weight. She can't be easy to hold. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, uh... Chris, shit. tell me about McGregor Syndrome. Uh, McGregor Syndrome is apparently the worst disease <laughs> in the world because it's about to kill Alfred, who in this movie is like 170 or something. And apparently it also hit a Nobel Prize, two-time Nobel Prize uh, winner's wife. And he has to save her using diamonds that he steals to power his ice machine. And this movie was rated PG-13. Oh my god. Two times was it rated Nobel PG-13? Prize it might have been PG. falls into vat of acid like a stupid asshole. Oh, but the... Oh, shit. Thank you for reminding me because it was a little scene. You heard his voice when he fell into it, right? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was minus 50 degree liquid, but it was like, yeah, but there were like uh, neurotoxins in there that corrupted his skin. And when he falls in, he's just like, <laughs> you do the voice. No, 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 no. Okay. This one's you. It was like, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> he really went full Arnold on that one. He really should just, ah, shit. <laughs> oh, my digging balls. <laughs> it just fucking ripped off. <laughs> Between his dick and balls getting frozen shut and Robin just edging him for six months while this weird old man bosses him around. Yeah, there's a lot of sexual tension in this movie. You can tell there's a lot of shot of asses in here. This movie uh, is trippy with pre-cum. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And he just misses his wife so much that he keeps her behind a freezer of frozen dinners. <laughs> <laughs> at some point oh, don't you think that's a little undignified for his wife he loves so much why does he keep vivica a fox around <laughs> i don't know question. why i put that emphasis on her middle initial vivica a fox <laughs> because she is a fox anyway uh 
<laughs> so the movie keeps going, and God knows it does, because the movie is two damn hours. McGregor's. It has four stages of McGregor syndrome. Alfred has stage one, and he's dying. So what the well, fuck you, are the other three stages? You know how McGregor syndrome starts, right? So in the movie, they said that it was well, invented in Canada, left. and they, he met this guy named Zap Rousdower, and the they fuck? came down. <laughs> how dare you, McGregor? <laughs> He was delicious. <laughs> Had a hard time settling up the missus this morning. <laughs> I wonder if there's ice on the sun. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I lost that. Is that a stupid name? <laughs> My hates Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that Meridian. <laughs> I wonder if there's kryptonite on the sun. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen the Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode of <laughs> Final <laughs> Sacrifice, you are missing out. <laughs> Oh my Imagine God. if they got the bad guy for that movie to be Dr. Freeze. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I can't even do that voice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to be able to stop laughing. <laughs> Talk about the core troll. So, anyway, sorry guys. Back Rose to the mobile away. So, uh, Robin's really upset because he really wants to find Larry Zonka. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what happened. Batman, he invested all your money in lemon mines, and now we're broke. <laughs> I love that we alienated six of the ten people that listened to this show. Or we turned him on to one of the best episodes of Mystery Science Theater 2000. Where the fuck are we in this garbage-ass movie? Oh, this is where they have their big confrontation, and then Batman pushes him into fucking Gak. And then it's over. <laughs> Piece of shit. But this movie proves something that I've always said, and that's women can't be trusted, and they'll turn men against each other, and they'll deceive you. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, I, I, love, <laughs> I can't push them into gas. He throws them into green fucking pudding. It's like, I'm leaving. I'm going to keep my own back signal. You know my real so... dad? My parents are dead. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing, is that, like, you can tell they're both fighting over her still, and it's really dumb. Uh, but, and they keep on fighting, and he's like, I want a Robin signal this guy. So the entire time, he's like, yeah, 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 and, and Batman responds cogently, yeah, 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 and it's just like, boy, can, can Alfred put on the suit? I know he can barely stand, but... <laughs> Can we get less of these people? Because again, that's when it starts to get the movie gets to a little bit too serious. I really wanted them to go full cartoon. If they had been making jokes like they do in the Batcave, like holy sexual tension, Batman. <laughs> Batman, I'm one stiff breeze away from just busting everywhere. <laughs> and Alfred's too sick to clean my suit. <laughs> Alfred's dying of McGregor syndrome and to clean the fucking dry gum out of Ron's suit. <laughs> Oh, anyway, God. the most sinister plan that uh, Dr. Freeze has had yet is he's going to kill Shyla Styles. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, rest in peace, third podcast episode I've mentioned this. So proud of you. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> anyway, so there's an AI version of Alfred who reveals to uh, Barbara. <laughs> AI stutter like Max Headroom. <laughs> Why did they do that? They did that on purpose. It is so deliberate. This is that's the thing. Is like you watch it, you're like, this is a movie. You made you a just choice. Take a film of him and put it in there, and just like they had to to make it make him start stutter like this because he's a Batman. What's good, y'all? Uh, I'm big into Batman culture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any nieces though because of my stutter. Man, you know, this is Alfred, you know, I'm gay. I'm autistic. I'm a butler. <laughs> I'm gay. I got McGregor syndrome and I'm a virgin. <laughs> and I also need diamonds. <laughs> just get him the fucking diamonds. You're a billionaire. Instead, you just make him put on his suit and fucking cook you steak. <laughs> hey, uh, Cosette, can you mop up that floor real quick? <laughs> the third anyway, floor so bathroom hasn't look, been cleaned in days. Once you die with some dignity, you old fool. The look on uh, Alicia Silverstone's face when she discovers who Batman and Robin are, this is just the biggest face. Into the, oh, 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 doors, I have a secret, I have a secret. Speaking of final sacrifice, she's making that kid's face the whole time. <laughs> anyway, so she... Will you put my head out? <laughs> oh, who says they don't have nice homes in Gotham? Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh she i guess they something happens in the meantime here oh yeah uh i actually missed this part how did uh how did dr freeze get arrested uh it's a good question I, anyway I yeah so he gets arrested and i just remember he, them telling him you can't survive else? outside the cold zone <laughs> okay and maybe. whatever he's then saying. he <laughs> the cold. And then uh, Uma Thurman comes to visit him in full dress and attire. <laughs> it's like, yeah, your sister came to visit you. Sister, I don't have a... And then she comes in and is like, so she just decided to come in full... She's just not Hello, boys. Anymore. I gave an alias even though I can mind control. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> this movie's good. Yeah, th this movie is actually good. Anyway, so she decides to help him out and he carves out like a thing of ice of his wife and puts in like the clock gears to turn it around could have been a really good shot from like a tim burton movie but in this movie it might as well have jim carrey bouncing off the wall like he's daffy fucking duck <laughs> are we at the point where we get to ivy's plant layer which is the most 60s thing i've ever seen in my life where she sits with a giant plant chair that later eats her yeah, okay, well that was dumb. Even as a kid I questioned, it's like, wait, she was sitting in there before, she was fine with it. How'd she get eaten? Oh, I think we're getting close to the finale here. Hey, well, riddle me this, riddle me that. How did Robin get rid of all that gack? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I keep thinking about it, it's like, that's going to be caught in his hair, and, like, he still gets cleaned up. So half the movie, you see Chris... Chris O'Donnell is just wearing a towel around himself. He's always getting dried off. It's just Alfred hooked up to an IV, hosing him down in the barracks. <laughs> yeah, Master I, Dixer, I, shut up, Uncle Al. I'm all sticky and uh, gross. I feel like a fucking idiot. 
Bruce Wayne is always wearing uh, a fucking... Uh, uh, a fucking bathrobe. Uh, <laughs> He's dressing wait, casual so- while his old dying butler has to wear a fucking <laughs> three-piece suit around the house. <laughs> if he shows up wearing, like, a single Windsor, he gets docked pay. He's wearing fucking Gotham University sweatpants and a turtleneck. This motherfucker, <laughs> if his handkerchief is askew, <laughs> he's getting fucking He gets on slapped. He pulls a glove out of his pocket just to slap him in the face. He starts eating at the table like he's people. <laughs> no, you eat out of the dish, old man. <laughs> it's like he starts talking about it's like, oh, before I was a butler and I fought in the war. Which war? Oh, the Great War. Oh, they're all great. <laughs> Greatest generation, huh? The why you eating kibble off the floor, you old fuck. <laughs> They wonder why he's dying. He's been pushed to this limit. I wonder what uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did to his wife to push her to that limit. <laughs> I have to assume it's just like the Alfred treatment on everything. He just he just treated her like Cosette. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, so Uma Thurman is sitting in her penis flytrap. Blue uh, Austrian. Uh, I have to admit, they made a big deal out of Batman jumping, uh, not Batman, of Robin jumping on those lily pads. Like, it was a big fucking deal. I was just like, so what? Anyway, he kisses her. He's got rubber lips, which is, I think that was like the number one thing I remembered from this Yeah, because it's the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> she retaliates yeah. just pushing him in the water. I remember watching it, and I was just like, was this something that, like, was from a James Bond movie? And then she right? almost kills him anyway. She just pushes him in, he almost fucking drowns. And then, like, Batman comes in, and she's like, my vines have a crush on you. I was just like, what? And, uh, then (laughs) Batgirl shows up. The vines is just like the fucking tree from Evil Dead. Uh, well, (laughs) (laughs) why didn't she go with that? (laughs) Like, it's getting late. (laughs) I'm going. This is how my brain works. It's okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I know you got sleep. No, the 45 but, uh, minutes aroused hour jokes are fine, but the evil that's like, whoa, buddy, where this come yeah, from? Yeah, just turn it back in. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, Batgirl, I guess, kills Poison Ivy. Oh, she doesn't kill her. She comes back. Suit me up, her. Uncle Alfred. Yeah. Oh, By the way, geez. very regular and cool that he has that suit in her size contorted to her tits and ass. Very regular, because yeah. I kept thinking it's like now they're not going to show her bat. Oh, they do, and they just write it on all the right. There's the crack and everything. <laughs> Lingering uh, shot of her ass crack, and here's up. Uh, yep, they got the titties in there too. Perfect size and everything. Freeze framed or freeze formed to her. Wow, body, Uncle Alfred, you know? they fit like a glove. Yeah, it's vacuum packed in there. Like a glove! Thank you. I don't have the strength <laughs> to do that voice anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Bane gets his ass kicked. <laughs> Just kick tubes out of his head. And then he yeah, shrinks which... down to Katie's size. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And uh, so Two he's in kind a of row. left helpless there. I think he gets killed, right? Oh, who could care? Manless yeah. are people. I, I kind of like, oh, wait, we forgot it. Dude, 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 we forgot it. <laughs> the picture. <laughs> the picture. Oh, you made me pause this movie, sure take a did. screenshot of it, and text it to you. It's the funniest cause... fucking thing I've ever seen. 
the, the, the I take this picture. It looks like it could be out of Twin Peaks or something. <laughs> or it's like Carmen San Diego and Santo. This is the shit you fucking... see in the red room before you fucking die. Yeah, that's like holy god damn! I nearly had a stroke watching <laughs> that. As soon as Bane I got just there, started talking backwards at you. Would you just fucking kill yourself? He he really dead ass looked like one of the Ninja Turtles in the he trench coat with the like fedora hat. He's sneaking around Manhattan trying to get a saw. <laughs> Can you imagine him going up and be like, Pastrami! <laughs> Pineapple! Orange! Oh! Like it puts his head through a wall. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, fucking... She, she looks ridiculous. She's not hiding herself at all, because I'm pretty sure she still has the cones on her head. <laughs> and if she doesn't, she has a stupid hat covering them. She doesn't exactly look like Audrey Horn here. So, oh, by uh, the way, in case you were wondering if Uma Thurman took this role seriously, her final scene was a switchblade fight with Batgirl. Then she yelled curses and got eaten by a plant. Oh, there's no, there's one curses. scene at the end, technically. Yeah, she's like, curses! And I was just like, oh, well, then again, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a line that goes, Verse Gossip, Zen, the world! Kill the heroes. So I want my cake, buddy, <laughs> So, the, the movie keeps going. And they go to, like, the, oh God, this the movie, planetarium or some this shit. This is the longest back third in the act in history. Yeah, it keeps going, and it's like all the vehicles come out, they're shooting at each other, and it's a big mess of special effects. All these new vehicles that you've never seen before, and their yeah, new suits. But, Where'd they come from? From your uh, local Toys, Toys R Us. Us. God we, damn it! High five. First of all, we have to talk about the fact that this was the most obvious, transparent toy commercial ever, because what Uma Thurman f- says that every Uma Thurman doll comes with an action figure of Bane. It's just like, first of all, not true. I went to the toy aisles. I didn't see him anywhere. Second of all, for once, try to tell a story, guys. You don't have to make this all about your your fucking merchandise. What the fuck is Robin driving? I don't remember. I, it was that was kind of weird. Uh, so first up, they beat off. Uh, sorry, they yeah, beat they up. Uh, oh God, please, Doctor Freeze. Oh please, <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. Sorry, I, I, I've been watching too much of this movie. This is the most sexualized fucking movie. <laughs> Robin and, uh, just they... wants to come. Anyway. <laughs> it smells like old death here. Please, God. I just... Yeah, and the whole whole town is frozen. It looks like fucking, like, someone jizzed everywhere because there's ice on everything. And they're like, oh, we have to, like, do some science computer babble or whatever. I was like, this is the same shit they did in the 60s show. They are just going full board. They really care about this. Uh, oh yeah, this fucking idiot couldn't find out that the password was Peg. It took her ten <laughs> minutes to get that, but she hacked a satellite and rerouted it to the Congo. Okay. First, yeah, but the other one is that they immediately said, it was like, oh, it took a computer genius to do it. And Chris O'Donnell was a computer genius? When did that happen? Uh, Hi, sorry, I'm the when... carny slash computer genius slash karate laundry expert. Sorry, when did Olivia Wembley from Transformers 5 become yeah. a computer genius at Oxford? Wow, that is a good yeah. pull. Yeah, yeah that, I had to work on that one. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, and, and 
But here's the thing to me. It's like, he's like, oh, looks like we're going to have to do this upside down because the screen's like that. And she's like, ugh, men. And enters into a simple program that's just turned the screen upside down. How fucking dumb is Chris Adal? He's a computer genius. He doesn't know how to do that. It's cool that you just made me imagine Alicia Silverstone is the last heir to Merlin, by the way. Appreciate it. <laughs> wow, Uncle Alfred, oh. you mean to tell me that this is Excalibur? Cool. <laughs> Imagine Set me up, Uncle Optimus. It's <laughs> a fucking movie. <laughs> it's never on a date with Marky Mark. I heard some guy claiming that the smartest people alive were left-handers. He said Einstein, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Marky Mark. He, he, he said it completely dead-ass serious too. Well, I'm left-handed. I'm functionally retarded. So myth busted, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> So, uh, Dr. Freeze is angered by the... I'm bringing it off the Wikipedia at this point. Uh, so... Ice assaults the pavement as Gotham is under siege. Dr. Freeze comes... I mean, gets beat up, and, uh... That's my favorite part of these shows, is when I can tell you just want to wrap it up, and you patiently let me finish. Yeah, well, he gives us, like, take two of these, uh, cures or whatever, (laughs) but... He also says, don't worry, we were able to save your wife. Do they save his wife? I'm pretty sure Batman's lying, because uh, last time yeah. I thought she was fucking dead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he dead-ass lies to her. That's That dead really ass. bothers me. Like, he, Batman, he, he wouldn't lie. Like, yeah, he lies about he's, he's Bruce Wayne, he dies to be Batman. <laughs> but, like, the, the life is on the line. <laughs> oh, Alfred's okay. Gotcha, bitch, your wife's dead. Enjoy Arkham. Imagine if he took the two cures and like, thank you. Long live the king. <laughs> or something like, right before he dies or something. Just throws his ass into the fucking rising sun, lets him cook out there. <laughs> I jerked off into her water. <laughs> Try this out, Daywalker. That would, that, would, that would be fucking Robin would come and be like, hey! <laughs> Why didn't I get any? What's Blue Robin's balls from Mr. Freeze's face? <laughs> oh, speaking of, what's bluer, Robin's balls or or Doctor Freeze's teeth? Oh my God, it's vile. What, did he have a, a blue light in his some, in his mouth? Some penguin shit going on there. I don't appreciate. Yeah. It. So uh, I have to wear a retainer. End, Batman just becomes a total pussy and lets everyone get away with whatever they want. Uh, <laughs> apparently, because now he lets Barbara join the team and not go back to college. <laughs> Uh, by the way, they heal Alfred by just putting a fucking blue glow stick in their IV and it's like, well, I sure hope the supervillain that tried to murder the world wasn't lying to us. Hopefully this heals you. You know, at this point, uh, Michael Van Goo or, or Van Goo, whatever, <laughs> uh, that dude, you have any idea how old he was when this movie was made? He must have been fucking, I think he, oh, I just looked it up. Yeah, he was 81 Jesus when this movie wept. was made. That dude was in sight of the grave as it was. He walks out and it's like, oh, Alfred, you're okay. The dishes are everywhere. Get your fucking suit on. This place is a goddamn pigsty. It's Wayne Manor. I'm Learn so... some. <laughs> I'm Learn so some happy to be back in the land of the living. Now shine my shoes. <laughs> Spit shine him, old man, or I'll have you back at Buckingham Palace in the stocks. But, sir, these are Jordans. You can't... I want them to be shiny. <laughs> Alfred, get my new balances. 
Alfred, you don't need it. That's that. That is the movie. That's that's them. By the way, she came to free him. She gets the disc from him, puts on the suit he made her, and is like, "All right, well, I guess you can stay in servitude for the rest of your dying days, Al." <laughs> By the way, you have to cook for me now too. Her whole point was she wanted to pay him back for everything with all that money she made, and now she just fucking lives there. <laughs> Just shitting on this guy. I've been racing motorcycles. Now where is my cake, Uncle Al? (laughs) I want my cake, Alfred. (laughs) George Clooney's just like, yeah, well, he finally died and no one ever poured a drink out on his grave. (laughs) Alfred died on the way back to his own planet. (laughs) So, at the end of this... How do we define this movie in terms of quality? Is this a good movie? No, but it's so much fun to watch because there's so many characters and every single one of them is bad, but they're all bad for such different reasons. No performance is the same, and yet they're all terrible. Now, this movie was important for George Clooney's career. This kind of helped him get like pretty big in Hollywood. It's important for comic Uh, movies, too, because it fucking tanked them for a decade. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, this did come out after Steel and, like, what was what was that one with Pam Anderson that sucked? Oh, Barbed Wire? Hell yeah, bitch. Oh, I thought it was Stripperella. Alright, let's but, watch uh, Tank Girl. Ugh! Hell yeah. Ugh, fucking movie. I hate that movie. As you uh, should. That movie seriously blows. I, I don't understand why people like it. Is it Ice-T like really a good. kangaroo person? Or did I dream that? Wasn't that Ice-T in that role? What did I say? Did I say Ice Cube? Whatever, I'm racist. They, they're the same person. Anyway, uh, I think that this is... Uh, again, I can't really call it good, but I like it. I, I had fun with this. I think this is this is one of the very best good-bad movies. It's right up there with The Room, which, by the way, I'm seeing tomorrow in theaters. You son of a bitch. I know. I'm going to throw so many spoons at the audience. At the, at the screen. And at the audience. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the way back. I'm going to bring out football. It's going to be slightly deflated. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, so, so that reminds me. Their game against the Dolphins it was really nice. And uh, I was hoping you would cut me off, but you're too tired. Uh, I just stared at the have... ground dejected. Because <laughs> it made me lose it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we do need to pick a movie for next week. Oh, boy, so many options. Now, it's December... I'm kind of feeling a Christmas movie. Oh, you have something picked. Oh, no, you've backed me into a corner. Christopher, what what movie have you picked? So, have you had enough Arnold yet? Chris, you know me well enough to know I never have enough Arnold. And I'm sure this won't be used against me. Well, I was thinking a little classic that you and I grew up with. Well, you grew up with it. It's called Jingle All the Way. Listening to the music, hearing people scream, sitting in the waiting room, reading crappy magazines. Root canal. A 
Give me nitrous oxide, shoot me up with Novocaine 